0: Previously
1: on AFTN If Ziggy loses tomorrow in Montreal The pressure on him is massive And it's maybe hard to see if he can hang on
2: They might they might not even keep him after the game Save two seats for the way back <laughs> Now,
1: see, I wasn't going to make any size jokes about Ziggy Schmidt I can <laughs> I, so I got a tweet from someone saying You're fattest And I was like, no, I'm not I, Ziggy I- Schmidt's fattest And welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN soccer show, broadcasting on CITR Radio 101.9 FM, CITR.ca online, from the unceded Musqueam Territory at the University of Beautiful British Columbia. If you listen to this show on the podcast, this is episode 271. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pounder. And I'm Chris Corgan. Yes, we've decided to go full squad rotation this week. Well, not Phil. We've, we've, we've got rid of the weight at the back. Okay, Can we that? no, I'm not sure. No. <laughs> Zach's not here. Let's yeah, just, okay. we'll just, Zach's not here. We've rotated him out. He needed
2: a rest. I think he's halfway across the country, too, somewhere. Manitoba, well, possibly. is that not like mm. a quick drive? No, that's not. This is near Thunder Bay. It's near Thunder, it's Thunder Bay. Near Thunder yeah.
1: Bay. Oh. That one right. is actually near <laughs> Thunder Bay, I think, isn't it? He's preparing the derby. For- mm. So, yeah, he, Zach's not here this week. We have Chris Abley stepping in in the studio this week as well for the first time. So, welcome. Yeah, very nice to be in the studio. I it, should have brought chocolate digesters. I'm sorry oh, I didn't. I actually like chocolate digesters. <laughs> Two hours early, too, again, once again. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know. Oh, Which I should say if you have tuned in for Transcendence, <clears throat> you're going to be disappointed again. Mike has—he's having a fun birthday weekend, let's just say that. Uh, He will be back next week. I know we said that last week, but he should be back next week unless he's had too fun a birthday, but we'll see. We should be back at 11 o'clock next week. But even if you've tuned in for Transcendence, stay for us. We don't have any trance music, but we've got lots of good soccer chat coming up. We're going to talk whitecaps, we're going to talk MLS... Canadian Premier League, TSS Rovers, and bring you some music as well. So there's a a lot of stuff going on. For sure, but i just let you know the listeners are dropping down Ah, online. That's disappointing. Most folk listen to this on the podcast anyway, so I think think we're good. That's where all our millions come from. We are going to kick things off by chatting about the Whitecaps. Whitecaps, New England, 3-3 draw. Whitecaps, trying to have more draws than GDPR emails. Oh, they're going to have to go some, I think. Yeah. Because there's like been it. a lot of them this week. Every single... I haven't had any today. I kind of feel...
2: I, I, I feel empty. Of, I would kind of claim that uh, Vancouver's become the Switzerland of the MLS. Just neutral. Oh, yeah. possibly. Even, I, it's even that was our way. fourth in a
1: row. Where, where do you rank this in the in the four draws? Mm. Yeah, I know you're not happy with a draw at the best of times, but would you have it as maybe one of the more pleasing of the four draws? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they I, think it, I, I think in the article I wrote last
3: week, I talked about how we were exploring a narrow range of emotional responses to these to these matches. Um, but I think this one was the most exciting, actually. I, I had the most goals, and
2: it, and it should have been a victory if we're not a couple of players. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to blame just a couple of players, and I know that <laughs> the, the Robbo will never do that, where right. he puts the blame on a couple of players, but. No. In this case, there's just you but got you got to kind a kind of blame though. Is it four? Well, we'll, we'll he talk did, about that. He did. We'll talk about that bit yeah. later. But I think it was an exciting draw. I mean, yeah. it was
3: you know, anytime you come from behind, it feels like
2: it's a victory, it even though it's only like a, a it's
3: point. A victory, yeah, yeah, and especially right now. I mean, but it's but on the other hand, we're sliding down the table.
1: Talking about the draws, <laughs> we we did get a, a tweet in from Sebastian Lassard at Footy He says that. Whitecaps FC are just two ties away from a share of the record for most, most ties in a row in MLS history. Hmm. So we need to put that out there. We've got to get some positive vibes going. We want that record. We want to be number one. That would be great. It might be the, the record we achieve this year. Two more. We can do it. Hmm. Looking at the fixtures, I'm pretty sure we can,
3: actually. Yeah. I, I, it'd be hard to lose the next two games. It'd be hard to win them also.
1: Yeah. But let, let's look at New England. Do we feel or should we be feeling happy that there was character and fighting spirit shown? Or should we be pissed off at the fact that we should have really won this very comfortably if it wasn't for defensive errors again and some shocking misses from Kai Kamara in front of goal? I think that one of the issues that we're having with,
3: um, with our team and the way we're playing right now is that we don't play as a team. So it's, it's, it's down to individual 1v1 um, situations. We try and get players into 1v1 situations. And then what ends up happening is that if our players are having a good game, then they end up beating the players they're matched against and we get chances from that. And if they're not uh, or they just are man marked out of the game, then we, that strategy doesn't work. And I haven't seen the kind of build-up that would suggest that we're playing any other way. So it's kind of like, for me, it's it's it comes down to um, it comes down to looking at a guy like Teixeira, who had a great day. He also had 45 yards of space in front of him the whole match.
1: Yeah, he was given so much room. I mean, I, everyone knew in New England were going to come and have a high press. Yeah. But, I mean, to give, Teixeira's not at the best of seasons, but you know what he can do. So to give him that much room was quite surprising. Great, from our point of view. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we needed someone to step up. Thankfully, it was Christian But we always need someone to step up because that's the nature yeah, of the system we play, the thing. right? Yeah. I mean, it's something we've talked about. Robo said when the, his players play at, the, at their top levels, mm. they're a match for anyone. But having them all playing at their top levels at the same time, it's a tall order. I would, I
3: would like the team playing at a top level and the team being a match for any team. Yeah, that's what I'd be looking for. But I, I mean, I think we, and I've said this before, I think we've got the best squad we've ever had in MLS. Yeah, it's just I do that as well. It's just that he's lining them up so that they beat players one-on-one. That's what's, I think that's the strategy. And Yeah. It was called out pretty early in the season like that.
1: What would your marks out of 10, we've done this the last few weeks, but what would your marks out of 10 be for this performance? Not well, necessarily the, the result, per- but the performance. Mm. The
2: performance, uh, because of the mistakes, it, it kind of bounces out. Mm. I would give it, I want to say seven, but I, and I'll six. Mm. I'll get six and a half, I guess, and I'll split them. I was going of at the seven.
3: Mm. You're an optimist, Christ. I'm an optimist, yeah. So I think things can get better. So I would say
2: six and a half as well, maybe. Okay, six. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, six and a half. It was, it, yeah, the, the, so the, a half. it kind of evened out because the mistakes, right. the the, sco- the goal yeah. scores were great, and the, but the mistakes were horrendous, and so kind of yeah. that's why. it could be a could be a five, maybe. Yeah,
1: it could it was, two could defenses that that really weren't very good, and we'll come to the caps, the defense in general, in in part two. But mm. let, quickly go through the match. T- just over twenty seconds in. Kai Kamara, horrible (laughs) miss in front of goal. Now...
2: You barely took a bite out of your meal. I know. I was watching, oh,
1: here we go, go. open goal. A few weeks ago, we said that Shay's miss was going to get our AFTN miss of the year. mm -hmm. I said, because there can't be anything that's worse than that. I think we might have found something. I genuinely think Kamara's first miss was worse than Shay's. I don't Uh, think so.
2: You know what? um, But the thing is, is... The, the Kamara had two misses in this game and we'll talk about the other one later yeah, and but his I, first I, that, one was the bad the second one was just as second, ba- second, second one, one was like
1: on how he took it <laughs> yeah. but he had more folk blocking the goal yeah. this one when the ball first came to him there was a gaping gap which I don't think Shea even had I don't think he had as gaping a gap but then he took a bad touch. It hit the outside of his yeah, foot. Yeah. See, yeah. to me, that, that's what makes, it, that's what makes Shea's space. worse,
3: actually. Because I thought Shea was set up better for his goal. Like Kamara took it off the outside of his right foot, I think, right? Didn't come to him across there. Yeah. And he, and he it almost like he fluffed the shot or something, but he just sort of fired mm. the shot right into the keeper. I mean, I thought Shea was much better positioned for his miss, to be honest. I would still give it to Shea. I think Kai, it was just more, it was trickier.
2: I mean, he was as open, but it was a trickier take. But it's even shocking that we're discussing a, a miss that can equal what Shay's was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, did, I r- genuinely it's did so not... so soon, too, after that maybe one. Maybe it was just wishful thinking. I just didn't think we would be in a situation to talk about something as horrible, and then you get it twice in a game. Yeah. But Shea got dog's abuse online for that miss. He also got some in the stadium as well, which we meant. To, I meant to talk about it after the game. Mm. Um. I don't know how many folk know this, but somebody that was there, one of the supporters that was putting all the TIFO stuff away, had mentioned to me that when Shea came off, some of the white cat supporters were giving him abuse and then he got into it a little bit verbally with them. Hmm. Didn't see it. It's it's tough. Um, But does Kamara just get a mulligan for that? Because we know what Kamara can do.
3: We know what Shay can do too. I mean, let's mm. be fair. I think I mean I've, I've, I've called Shay Mercurial because I just mm-hmm. he, you're just not sure what you're going to get from him. I mean, he's a, he's a top finisher though. Yeah, really. You give him a chance. I mean, he's missed that chance. Kamara's missed that chance. On his day, they're, they're, they can finish as cleanly as, as each other. I, you know, there were. I didn't hear the boos when Shay came
1: on. I didn't hear anything I, when he I came did off. Did you hear them? Yeah, we were talking about that from below the press box. Because well, as he came on, I think it might have actually been hard—not not Steve that said yeah. to me, but some one of the two of them, because they were on the side of me, said, mm. "Oh, I hear booze." But they were like there—it
4: was
3: like, oh, oh, wasn't yeah. a chorus no, of booze; it, it was an individual no. booze. Was small, there, in, in the south side, thing. there was a bit of a moan, and yeah. then he went to play back. It was because they were, they were worried, were worried that Davies, Davies, and we Davies were too. was going to yeah. go back, and so when he sh- when when Davies got pushed up, it was kind of like, "Oh, there was a murmur of happiness." He's not yeah, yeah, yeah. back he, so that was that was. No, that was yeah. good. I also think
2: that Shea gets a little bit more, and it's because of the narrative that it's not even. Uh, us started. It started before he even got here. That he doesn't care about the game as much as like a Kamara yeah, would. Right. And, it's a job to him. And remember mm. when Shea missed, had his miss. Mm. He was not only bashed by Whitecaps. He was bashed by people in America. Yep. Grant Walls, Some especially the Grant Wall, who guys. said that this is the this is why I mean, U.S. soccer sucks so much because of yeah. th- this kind of player. Mercurial so he's definitely a good word for him. Yeah. yeah. So I I, th- I think that's why he got he got more bashed by mm. everybody. Basically, yeah. people who weren't Whitecaps fans, U.S. Mm. soccer fans, and obviously the I'm sure if we see tweets from Sierra Leone. Maybe we get <laughs> something from, our, <laughs> our, from our <laughs> as well. that's true. The
1: first half didn't really have lots to talk about, but. New England took the lead. It was an own goal. Ali Gazal. And we'll, we'll come to Ali Gazal as centre-back in, in part two. But <laughs> It's similar to the Bondell goal, own goal too. Yeah, I Very mean, similar. just sliced it. It was poor by me. Just couldn't seem to get his feet out of the turf or I don't know what happened. But even before that, Christian Panea mm. got the better of Franklin so easily. Oh. And not for the first time that we're going to mention that uh, from Saturday afternoon. But he kind of played a ball in. It, it was one of those more in hope than anything. A bit like the penalty yeah. <laughs> that, that we got in Dallas, yeah. and then yeah, boom. Well, Franklin
3: took a weird touch. Like he it looked like he mm. kind of half thought about playing it back to row. and then he just got nudged off the ball. Like he didn't offer any resistance. Yeah. So no, no, we're talking right about the back. first goal.
1: Yeah,
2: no, the first, first goal, Pineda, the fr- was that first yeah, goal Pineda too? did that on the wing well, as that's well a, they didn't, it happened to Franklin twice yeah. oh, I didn't even mm-hmm. notice it, uh, Franklin on the first one I didn't one. No. the first one
1: until I watched it back today wow. and I was like oh mm-hmm. ok yeah. so it was, one, was, one, was, was, one, was one out at half time the Caps had half chances yeah. but they couldn't find a way back then it looked right away that the writing was on the wall because boom, second half starts, it's 2-0. Panilla again, this is when he gave Franklin the fix yeah. again.
2: And this is the same one where I thought Franklin was trying to get a touch on the ball, but he almost set up Panilla for the run. Oh, that yeah. was the one. Yeah, Yeah,
3: was He easily
1: powered past him. <clears throat> nice finish, you've got to say, from Panilla as well. I mean, he sure. did everything you want a, a guy yeah. and a goal to do. But it all stemmed from a Felipe giveaway. Yeah,
3: in the middle of the field. Stone. Yeah. yeah, Felipe and had the weirdest game he mm. had like he made some big defensive errors and he had some incredible attacking moments as well it was like there was no there was no warm with Felipe no. it was hot it's, and cold it's
1: just those individual errors <clears throat> and it must drive Robo and his management team crazy and I know a lot of blame can be put on Robo's shoulders for a lot of things mm. but you can't legislate for well, players doing that
3: yeah but look but I mean if we, if we say that when, when we win or when we play well we play well because we're winning one on one Right When we lose, it's going to come down to individual errors as well. So if we yeah. don't have that kind of cohesiveness or people covering for each other, we don't have we don't have any sort of redundancy happening in the midfield, uh, we're looping the ball, we're expecting players to win one-on-one. So you're going to give up a mistake, it's going to look glaring.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you're always trying to look for where the mistake happened because now whenever there's a goal against us, we're like, OK, who's at yeah, fault who was, there? Yeah. We're watching yeah. the replay because yeah. you're just expecting... That's been a white cat but that's been at fault as opposed to some great skill by the opposition. Yeah, right. Almost like I,
2: t- I say about ninety percent of the goals that go against you, there will be a fault with somebody on the team. Th- like yeah. only ten percent are goals That might be my next right? project. I, I mm. went through all the
1: goals against yeah, to just... see where they were scored on the pitch. Like was it in the six yard box, was it in the box, mm. on the edge, wherever? I'll go back actually and see how many we can pinpoint post and blame on. To well, well
3: I think I think looking at how many of them have come from turnovers would be interesting as mm. opposed to set plays or throw ins something Man, like, you know, where, where they were actually again. created, where they were actually created <laughs> yeah. as a, well, we could crowdsource it. We could just have everybody work on a game, but yeah. we, but <laughs> why not? But we could, but just look, because my suspicion
1: is that we're getting scored on from unforced errors or from forced yeah. errors. See, because my, my thought was we've lost so many goals on the edge of the box, but that's only off late. At the mm. start of the season, most of the goals were given up were in the six-yard box. So then it turns out we've kind of stopped that, but now mm. we're giving them away in the
2: edge of the box. We so give people, we give teams cycles. a
3: lot of space, though, and then that's yeah, part of what they do. Not, we don't push and it's we don't the
2: press. midfielders; that's so not and tracking back. Right, there exactly. was no, there was one play remember I was talking to you where uh, it was a chance, it wasn't a goal or anything like that, where they were chasing the ball down the uh, the wing. The whitecaps were and they moved in way too deep into the box, and then there mm. were three Dallas players at the edge of the box waiting oh, for the pass back. Yes. So it seems like maybe they're, they've, they've scouted something on the Whitecaps that they're overcompensating to go deep into the box, and they're, and they're lining up outside the box waiting for the pass. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you have but, to find out, you know, fly in the wall of the opposition in order, in order to see yeah. if they see that.
1: But Panea's goal, 2-0, <coughs> signaled an amazing three minutes. The bug hit 2-2. Two and two. Mm. First one, lovely pass from De Jong. Mm. And a lovely yeah. first-time finish by Teixeira. A best crosser.
2: Yeah. yeah, and he hurt himself on the cross, too, it seems like. Yeah, mm. that that was a, a tough one. But that's we, what the bug can
1: do. He yeah. can take those first-time opportunities. Yeah. He, So many of our guys want to take a touch or let it bounce. He's just like, bang, in. Mm. Sometimes it flies into the south side, side, but on <laughs> this occasion, it, it didn't. Yeah. Second one, it was a nice cross by to Teixeira followed up what was... Frankly, a poor shot, really, to to get it towards goal, but it was spilled. <laughs> Turner spilled it, and then perfect height from yeah. home. Right. To share it was a shot with it the head. It bounced the header, exactly five really... feet one inch in yeah. the air. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: but <laughs> he actually had to bend down to get it. It,
1: it was finally these crosses are paying off. Yeah. you are getting
2: something for it because yeah. <clears> they're getting they're getting people not only one person in the middle of this, the box. They're getting, they're getting people the at, the, at the. That's outside. what I asked Robo yeah. after, which we'll, we'll hear when we play the coaches
1: yeah. bit, but. It was so nice to finally see mm. that I, I think it, yeah, it was the second goal. It was meant for Kamara because it went over his head. Mm. So it was just hit too high. But then Teixeira's in the right place, which is what we have not had. The ball from Tybert was top quality. Yes. I, I, the moment I saw it, I thought to myself,
3: and he's been doing this all season. Like He's a poor man's Pedro Morales. He can string poor, long man. passes. No, he can, he can but yeah, get he can. a couple off every game. He just every needs game. a bit of confidence that he yeah. can do this yeah.
1: because it's, it's been missing from his game for so long. I know. I and think, think he's found his role. I think he's got some confidence now as well. Like Starting this game, I think, is big for Tybert because if he was dropped again after yeah. everyone's singing his praises, yeah. although he's a guy that never seems phased, you have to think, what, what am I meant to do? Mm. I'm playing my best. I'm yeah. getting all these high percentages and I'm dropped. So I think that was key. And I think he did an excellent
2: job on Fagundes because yes. the only two that's times a tough mark. that's the only yeah. two times that Fagundes even had a chance uh, that did anything was uh, the turnover on for Felipe, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the the final goal that New England scored where it was just basically passed right to him. Right. Yeah. So well, yeah, let, let's get. And we'll to talk that. to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well,
1: Boston had a chance, flashed ahead header wide, but then yeah, Gizal again with a giveaway.
2: A bizarre one. I mean, I don't know what he was even trying I, to do. I don't know if he was fouled too. It's hard to yeah, tell. He thought that. Uh, like, there was a New England player near him, and, and Gazal kind of fell as Bob he made the pass. ball just went
1: strangely. You
2: did not have expected
1: it to just to go sideways.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, somebody else you would expect just to pass forward, and that's yeah. what usually whitecaps do. Right. He just bombed it forward. Right. And he passed it across, which was weird. But it's that giveaway started a nice little
1: passing move by New England, but then. Teal Bunbury, <laughs> their leading scorer the season. He's having a resurgence of a, of a season. Got his sixth goal. He just ghosted in unmarked. And again, when you look to see who was tracking back, Gazal was the guy that was then the, the closest guy that was running back with him. I don't know if you can put a lot of blame on Gazal for that because he had to pick himself up and run back. But you should not be allowing a guy like Bunbury just to ghost into the box unmarked and then lovely cross or low pass in and then mm. boom. Yep, three two. Yeah,
3: Teal Bunbury. I'll, I'll 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 do some kind of make some kind of noise for Zach.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if all the folks, <laughs> it would be it, it 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 would be him sadly. But yeah, but then <laughs> we, we nearly got it back to three three right away. Kamara missed number two. Not as bad as the first one for me. Yeah, but it seemed a total
2: waste of Davies' great run. <laughs> When you hit it sideways,
1: how, how did you, you hit it sideways? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling
2: you, it was like a Maddox-like yeah. miss. Maddox has done these kind of misses where he thinks he's shooting right on that, but it goes yeah. across well, the whole box. We've been on Davies to pass
1: more <sighs> yeah. because he needs to look up and yeah. pass more. This time he doesn't. That it. was brilliant. What's his incentive to do that yeah. when that's the end result? Didn't he set Kamara up for the first miss as
3: well? It was Reyna. Yeah, that was that was, Raina. was Raina that on the f- that that Oh, Reyna on that one. Yeah. But
1: right. it, that thankfully didn't cost us the yeah, three yeah. points. It might have cost us two, yeah. because Teshera got his hat trick, his first one of his career. Another nice finish. Great work by Rain again. Did you see him celebrate? He said, "My shirt's still on." Oh, I yeah. never. Yeah, he pointed at his waist. Well, price. no, I think
2: it's a great accomplishment. <laughs> there, are three goals, and you keep your shirt on for all three. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's got not, his head back in the game. Mate, when you score a
1: hat trick, that's when you deserve to take your shirt off. Yeah. I mean, I'd have no qualms against him doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, that that would certainly be fine.
2: <laughs> I thinking you know. I don't know if you guys know a thing called stickum. They used to put it on yeah. American football receivers, receivers yeah. to keep make sure they hold oh. onto the ball. And the illegal, uh, they made it illegal. Uh. But I'm thinking they maybe, maybe that was him, his body would <laughs> stick up idea. to keep it. jersey maybe just on.
1: got a Velcro thing now, so it's yeah. Brand yeah. Oh, comes, oh, like, oh, yeah, they're in the broad in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He just the took the it project. into the yeah. brand, maybe. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't But then Felipe nearly won it. Oh, Felipe. He's got a bit of stick, though. What were saying, and the commentators as well said he should have done better. But I think he did what? everything right. It was it was it just, was a flashing head. He yeah. did so well to turn his head, yeah. which I'm demonstrating hit, on the radio. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> didn't didn't have much time to think about it either. No. So it was like a quick cross in. That was a reaction thing. No, nah, yeah. I mean, mm. I watch haven't watch. watched this bit back, but at
1: the game, I thought it was fifty fifty that New England could maybe have got a penalty. I think it was Gazal that barged the guy oh, in stoppage yeah. time. That would just have made Gazal's day if he'd given away a penalty <laughs> for that. I think, but yeah. the the New England one. Twitter tweeted something out about it, which basically I think they thought it was a penalty, just thoughts on this. So clearly they did. Uh, but 3 3, folk have wanted entertainment. Yeah.
3: Felipe was, did you see him like rousing, rousing the yes, crowd in the corners, the corners and stuff? Corners, that was, was right. good. Yeah, I, it was good. I
1: love Felipe. I love the passion. Mm. I love that he calls out his teammates yeah. publicly. Yeah. And I know it's not always a good thing because it can cause a little bit of animosity in the locker room, but. When you're going through a bad run, you want someone yeah. to be a leader and yeah. call folk out. And for me, Felipe does that. Yeah,
3: and he's engaged. He's engaged with us as well yeah. and his supporters as well. He we you know, we got into it on Twitter and he's he's mm-hmm. just like liking my tweets and I mean he's like
1: listening. He's also Yes. You know, it's so is Davide Kim Cam- <clears throat> Yeah. He is Yeah. Davide. I didn't see any uh, tweets from him this this time that he had to delete within split seconds <laughs> that he did the last time. But just wrap this section up. That was two more points dropped at home. 11 now dropped from a possible 21. Mm. That is simply not good enough. It's not acceptable. We'll chat about how we can maybe change that in the second part. But after mm. building so much about being a home fortress, we do this a lot. Mm. It's like we're asking for it. It's like it's as far from a fortress as possible. But we'll come to some of those things
5: mm.
0: after this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast.
6: I saw two shooting stars last night. I wished on them. They were only satellites and wrong to wish on space hardware. I wish, I wish, I wish you care.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. So we're going to have a little bit more chat about white cap stuff in in this part. Not touching too much on on the New England game, but we still have to to talk about a few things from that. Hmm. Also wanted to get to some tweets, which we'll just get to right off the bat into this section. So we've had one from Spiceboy1 who says, Ali G and Juarez need to be stapled to the bench. Tiber gets assists. Has constantly outplayed, during the season anyway, Ali G and Juarez, but still gets subbed out. Looking back at Dallas, he was the only one tracking back, even covering for the missing in action AHA on the second goal. Mm. Greg Petrie at Ardum World says, Which was more shocking, to share a scoring on a header or the cross assist from Tybert? I think the assist from Tybert was more shocking to me. Ah, no, I was going to say Teixeira scoring from no, the No, because I think he's had the odd header. I think header. he's had the every A couple, couple of sure games it. ago, I think the last home game, <laughs> yeah. I was saying to Steve, why are they pumping ball after ball to Teixeira in the box? It was high ball to Teixeira. High ball to Teixeira. It, it, was, Kamara, had to pay off it was Kamara point.
2: delivering them to the box. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, I know I should be there, but I'm here. So see what you can That's do with this That's why I thought it was guy. more shocking. It's yeah. like you actually connected. Angus Walker said... Kai's miss was worse than Shea's. Shea struck it first time and it got stuck under his foot. Mm. He did the right thing, but it went wrong. Kai did the wrong thing, which I definitely would agree with. <laughs> he stopped the ball with an open goal in front of him and missed the chance. Mm. He took too long. Mm. I just can't disagree with that. I've got to say no, That's a good. Uh, last tweet for now. Kunky underscore Fane says, In my opinion, you can't blame Gazal for being played out of position. Mm. Kamara needs to smash in the sitters. Shay's miss was still worse. Kamara at least got a shot off. Yeah, I, I, I see both sides of it. Yeah. They're both just terrible. And if you, you do want to get in touch with us live during the show, you can tweet us at AFT in Canada. Now, Robo said afterwards, I'm going to hear from both coaches shortly, that something's not right. <laughs> he said, maybe it's the shape. Maybe it's the personnel. I'm saying it could be both. <laughs> what, what's your What's your thoughts on that? I know it's no quick answer because Robo said if if you had a quick answer he'd love to hear it he'll buy you lunch. <laughs> How do we get out of this draw? What what do we do?
3: So uh, well, the the quick answer a lot of people would say is that change the manager um, because that doesn't
1: necessarily get these players to put the ball in the back of the net though. No.
3: Well, I don't know. I'd be. I mean, I no, he's not going to take you to lunch for that answer. But but part of it again, part of it to me is. I I would love to hear from somebody who looks at this squad and would think as a coach, this is how I would coach them differently. I would love to know if there's like an MLS manager out there, if there's somebody out there, or even even a, a local coach that could, could maybe tweet us or, or say, look, you look at the squad you've got. This is the best assembled bunch of talent we've had in the MLS era. And we are not getting – we're ninth, right, in the table that matters. So – uh to me that's again down to the style of not we don't play through the middle we're playing these hopeful route 1 balls all the time we're hoping that guys can win one on one we've up the talent level to be able to do that but what we're missing is the cohesiveness i don't think that's a quick fix i think it's and i'm not sure that our current manager has that in his toolbox so I, we've, seen we've seen more attacking we've seen more attacking Football in the last. Well, he's
1: definitely changed the shape. That's the he's thing. He's changed
3: the shape. He's yeah. We, we're playing four four two basically now, which is which is good, and we're getting more people in the box. So he mm-hmm. named it in the press conference as get more bodies in the box. At the yeah. at the women's game, the Rovers game on the, on Friday when we we're playing Whitecaps Rex, at one point there were six. Whitecaps attackers player in the box and I turned to Joanne standing next to me and I said, I don't think I've ever seen six Whitecaps players in an attacking yeah. box before. There was,
1: a, there was a point <laughs> yesterday I was taken aback. There was one, yeah. There was a break for us and we had at least four. <clears> yeah, we had four. I remember box, exactly and that like, one. And that's wow. Felipe and Felipe, well, was that off a corner? There was there, there was
2: four and the person that had the yeah. ball. So yeah. there was four
1: waiting yeah. for the and ball to get and played we, in.
2: And the, uh, I don't know how much I mentioned on the podcast. I think I mentioned it quite a bit, but in the press box when we were watching the game, I mention it all the time. Why are there more players in the box? Like, there should be somebody at the far post, near Mm -hmm. post, and middle all the time, whenever a cross is coming in.
3: I mean, Rubbo said it in the press. Didn't he say in the press conference, too? If you get to the far post, you get your presents or you get your gifts or whatever. Well, that's,
1: that's, I mean, it was so noticeable (sighs) yesterday. And it was a question I asked him. And he said, Well, you basically, he said, "You, You know, because you've been. That training that, you've, train, you've that, you've that we work are working on yeah and it is crosses to the back post yeah. because you know kamara's not going to get his head on some everything or right. it might just skim off the top so you need yeah. someone behind him or he does get it and the keeper parries it away or spills it
2: yeah which a lot of keepers do for, these I, days for me for me it's uh i know that it's not a quick fix uh, but they they're scoring enough goals i feel like even though they're missing a lot of chances they're scoring two yeah. goals should be enough yeah. for you to win a game. Yeah. they yeah. need to get that defense sorted yeah. out. If and you're giving up at least two goals a game, yeah. the chances
1: of you win, winning are so so yeah. slim. You,
2: you, they need to shut down these, um, just momentary lapses of concentration. They everybody needs to, whether you got to get a psychologist in there to get everybody, right. or a yoga instructor, or whoever, it may, or, or maybe play so. the same back
3: line one or, once and twice. Well, you know, that's like what happened in MLS.
2: Well, Kendall
1: Waston said after the game in his conference uh, words were said in the locker room and they'll, they'll stay in the locker room but and Roe said his goalkeeper is fed up of yeah, he's conceding pissed, goals yeah, it. it's not it, I mean I don't think you can put too much blame on Roe no. for most of these goals that's been conceded but it looks crap on his record yeah. Yeah. at least two a game he's given up he's not a bad keeper no he's not a bad keeper at all but yeah but that, we've talked about some of the things that Robbo said So let's hear from both head coaches now We're Steve headed off to the, the New England locker room So we're going to hear from Brad Friedel And then we're going to hear from Robbo himself
6: Don't you know Talking about a
1: revolution sounds like a whistle
4: I thought in the first half we were, we were by far the better team I thought our passing was very good I thought our patience was very good Um I would have liked to have created one or two more chances, but other than uh, the chance Kai Kamara had in the opening seconds of the game, I don't think I don't think they created too much in the first half. Uh, second half, after we got the second goal, um, the mentality of our players was was uh, was something that I that you don't normally see. It just truly remarkable stuff to concede two goals in such quick fashion. Um, then we showed a great character again to go three-two up. Um, and then uh, Vancouver piled on a lot of pressure on it. Um, I think it's safe to say that we should have done a much, much better job at closing out the game at 2-0. But I guess we'll, we'll always try to uh, work on the things we did poorly and we'll always try to take positives out of the, games, out of the game. So um, scoring three goals on the road and taking a point, we'll take a positive out of that, conceding three goals and, and just the concessional goals that we've had in recent matches uh, hasn't been good enough.
2: You, you made some adjustments uh, during that second half, especially defensive ones. Was that due to the the you you your, your thinking it was lacking?
4: Well, in the first in the first half, we hardly allowed them to get a cross in the box. In the second half, I, I think they had more crosses into our box in the first six or seven minutes than they did in the entirety of the first half. Um, we know that they're uh, they're second in the league at averaging crosses into the box. Uh, per game, um, and that was something that we wanted to try to alleviate. They're very good um, in the uh, in the box. They have some uh, uh, very good players, whether they're tall or, uh, or or short. They're they're very lively in the box, and um, it's something that we didn't want to have happen. I felt the well, we as the staff felt the formation change would help us just calm down and solidify who's going to be closing down who in the uh, in the uh, second half time when things got a little bit erratic. You feel
6: like you won the point today, or you lost point?
4: I feel like we lost two. I know you
2: obviously want to get all three, but how important was it to get something when you're gonna, you know, upcoming you got Atlanta and you got New York coming to your place.
4: Well, I think you have to take every game as it is and on its own merits. Uh, we weren't taking this game based on what we're going to have uh, uh, ahead of us. So I think uh, and feel with the way that uh, being up two goals, with the way the game was going, that we, that we dropped two points. I do like the fact that uh, the team always shows a lot of character. Um, and we came back uh, to go ahead again and, uh, and then to hold on to get at least a point and salvage something from the game is a testament to the players. However, um, I think we should do better at closing the game out. Well,
0: will start with the positives. Obviously, it could have been 6-3, 7-3 maybe. Lots of good opportunities to score goals across the board with different players, uh, which we didn't take advantage of. So, uh, good character. I know I've got character in that group. Uh, didn't go under. It would have been easy at 2-0, Um, when a few moans and groans started coming and rightly so Um, but the players stuck together they found a way back into the game um, ignited the crowd and obviously then we get ourselves to 2-2 and deja vu again, give away a bad goal so the negatives we need to stop conceding silly, stupid, needless goals and that's just individual detail, you know I said to the guys in there maybe it's it's the personnel ain't right, or the, the shape of the team isn't right, because at the moment we feel we're getting some bad luck, but I don't blame bad luck. The, the defending has not been good enough, and we need to address that. What was
1: behind the decision? You are in at centre-back. We I mean, feel they may have been a bit of an danger at times, but yep. what, what was the side behind him going in and maybe not so
0: yeah, it was just a decision. Ali had, had, has trained very well. I uh, wanted to keep the two midfield players in there together because I thought they did very well together at Dallas last week. And, you know, I needed to get Ali a game as well. With Kendall going away, obviously there was uh, Ali and Mondi that are going to come into contention. So I thought Jose needed a rest. You know, I was trying to find a solution to not concede six goals in three games because we've conceded two, two and two. And obviously we can see three. So uh, that was strictly it. I thought he did really well at certain times. Obviously, you know, when he we scored the own goal because he didn't move his feet quick enough, uh, that happens at times, you know, and his next clearance was good, uh, even though he, you know, they was a bit of a jerk. A lot of times this year,
1: it's fairly like the balls come in as there's been no one at the, the back post. But today, yeah. was very ball especially to be to share? That you had someone at the back post. Is that something you've consciously been working
0: well, you've been around training michael so you know we we spend hours and hours at, at working at crossing and finishing i think we've got two wide players in fonzie and, and um uh, the bug who can do that but they don't do it all the time and when you do it all the time you get your rewards and, and the bug got his rewards today and um you got to, if you're playing a four four two, which we do it's important your wide players who are midfield players when you're out of possession but in possession they can be wingers Get uh, get the back stick there's a reward there you know, the old adage of the midfield players that want to gamble in the box to get the reward. Felipe nearly got his reward today by gambling in the box. You've got to get numbers in the box, and that's been a criticism. And right, but fairly, maybe at times, that we haven't got enough numbers in the box. You can't say that at the moment. We're getting numbers, we're just not executing. But go back to what the first thing I said, we need to be better at the, in the defending area because I don't like conceding three goals at home.
1: The gaffers there, and that that music it gets me dancing. And during the audio there, I quickly nipped out to to get something. And in the kind of foy area here of the students' union, the the show gets broadcast out to people that are are there. But there's this couple of folk dancing, mm-hmm. so it's really really strange. Very excellent. But they're not dancing to our stuff. Oh, they've got, no. the, they've got, they got, the got their own box music playing. Oh. so... Oh, well, yeah.
3: dancing like the South Side was yeah. to share. But
1: career. wavelength is coming up, so good luck to that. Yeah. you see what's coming up with that? Nice. Well, that was the, the gaffers there. So, just a little bit of chat, want to talk about now, just some just general white cap stuff. A lot of blame and frustration shown from Robbo, some comments from the players, from supporters, just about the defence, how they keep giving up really stupid goals. Individual errors are killing us, as we've talked about so many times. And it's not just one player. It's all of them. This week, Franklin's caught out on the first two. He hasn't really made a lot of mistakes before. We, I mean, touched on this before the break, but I mean, what, what's the answer to stopping individual errors? How can you stop individual errors?
3: What would I would say something like, if I had the answer to that? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean... Enlightenment.
3: Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, maybe the, the, the answer... Well, Let me posit it again, and I'm not, uh, you know, anything like a competent uh, football manager at all, but it's got – to me, it's probably got something to do with – um, playing together, as opposed to looking for the individual, and I mean, I know that sounds weird on the defense, right? Because you're expecting, and we've had great defensive teams. It's been our, it's actually been our, yeah, strength mean, for if, years.
1: Everyone knows Robo likes to build from a solid defense, and, and I don't, so
3: I don't understand why if he's like, I don't know what to do, yeah, right, and he's saying in public like, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. It just comes down to the individual, well, the individual. Towards errors.
1: the end of the game, and I tweeted I this know. out: our back line was Franklin, Waston yeah. Gazal, Shea, Shea, with Roe as the goalkeeper. Now, I don't know what odds you would have got of that in March, but if someone had come and said to me, you know what, by the end of May, and towards the end of one of your games, this is going to be what what the backline is. Mm. I would be thinking, what the hell has happened? Mm. What calamity has befallen the club? But there's not really been a calamity that led to that being the... Back four. Well, there, yeah. there, there had obviously Stephen's injury. But. Yeah. Well, and Tim Parker leaving, and I think the yeah, but and he'd gone by that by March. So like when the season started, he'd gone. So I mean, two months in basically, mm-hmm. and you've got that. seen out a game as your back. Yeah. five. Well, we,
2: at, uh, at that time also, we were we were hoping that oh, we had Aha. Obviously, he came in. We, now he yeah. was an unknown. Well, we he expect. thought was brought in to yeah. replace Parker. Yes.
1: No. no Depth yeah. guy,
2: he was brought yeah, in to replace. The and, and then we uh, we thought Henry would be able to uh, be injury free. Oh, Henry. We're hoping for that. <laughs> and then obviously Edgar, we didn't expect him to leave. I, I no. thought he would stay. I didn't that, expect I
1: think, him to leave Nashville, as we talked about yeah. in last week's no, show. And no. Now he's not at Nashville. I think he's. I think he's, maybe he's looking for Europe. Back. I think no. I think he's looking for Europe. <laughs> yeah, he's come pro- to Campiel yeah. maybe. I, I talked to him about that before. He? he sees himself still playing at a higher level yeah. than that.
3: Well. And he doesn't want to come back, and nobody wants one back. Well,
1: he knows they might want him back there, yes. but Jeez.
3: maybe
2: they might bring him back because he will be a free yeah. agent. So, whatsoever.
3: is it? Is it? Is it? Then, do you guys think it's the? It's the volatility of the back because you need chemistry to play defense I, right? I
1: genuinely think that has a big part to play you can't keep chopping and changing right. you need to be on the same page yeah. like when
2: you're like the what was the game against san jose when they were the people they weren't on the same page and they were able to break that yeah. uh, offside trap right? to me it was,
1: it was obvious that he was going to rotate the fullbacks right. out and in for this game so i, I gathered <laughs> that was what was going to happen And then I wouldn't have been surprised if he then rotated them next week in Colorado again as well.
3: But you see, so I think this is missing a little bit, but I wonder if they train... I don't know, like, not, you're, you're at training, so maybe you can answer this question. But I wonder if they train in pairs, like fullbacks and centre-back that you play with, so that they have some relationship and they kinda. know. That, yeah, they kind of do, do. So they
1: actually train in, like, squads and then they, because to o- me. Often because yeah. he keeps a lot of the core guys together, so then that means on the other side, like when they're playing scrimmages. But right. they often go into, like, groups of three or four as well and do drills right. and different things. So they're not always t- yeah. together with that. So it does mix up. Well, maybe but, that's
3: a suggestion we could make to him if hmm. he's looking for an answer. It's like, why don't you try a different training setup where you're creating, where you're actually, the, the guys are quality, they're skilled, they know what they need to do, but what you need to be training in is communication and chemistry well, with each other. Well, he
1: certainly tried something different because when I was at training on Friday and I saw Ali Gazal and all the other starters, I'm like looking at them and I'm going, a, Michael's crunching his there, face. There's 11 players there, but... <laughs> I only see one centre-back. So then I counted them again. Right. And I was like, oh, because I was
2: playing centre-back. He's listed as a centre-back. Well, he has played. It he has chips. played, yes. But obviously after this well. one game, I would say take that off the table. Point, <laughs> yes. Unless it's an emergency. Well, Robo
1: said afterwards, as you heard there, he wanted to get him into the team. yeah, Because he didn't want to split up Felipe and Tybert. So yeah. I like that he didn't want to split up Felipe split up and Tybert. Was the Aha hurt? No. no. Oh. Yeah, I thought he was well, because when I got to training Aha wasn't out there but he'd actually been out earlier and then had gone what, back so and what was it? Work. It, was it was just to give him a squad. rest because <sighs> Kendall's going away and Jose has played all these games and hasn't had a rest so they wanted to give him a rest and they wanted to see Gazal in there because they want I think the, I think the plan I'm might have been no, Gazal and 13 Aha. 13 games yeah. into the yeah. season
3: and we're messing around with centre-back I, I
1: genuinely think Gazal and Aha was maybe what he was thinking about with Kendall being away, I think he might have to revisit that now. But what does that say about Aaron Mond? That, I mean, what must he be thinking?
2: That, I don't think Aaron Mond was that horrible. Like I, no, I do I consider him down the depth chart. I don't, the I just, I don't chart, understand. But, don't think was that bad.
1: but I, if you're going to rest Aha, or even if Aha was injured yeah. or had a knock, or maybe it's an undisclosed knock, and he's saying rest. Mm. But if he's not playing, you'd expect Mond to be the guy that would go. That's on. what
3: I would think. I would think you'd have Mond and Aha and like Tybert in front of them or Gazal in front of them. No,
2: my question is to you, that if this happened, this game, say this game happened, or or the release of the salaries came after this game, and they weren't out during this game, do you think you would feel a need to put Gazal on the pitch, knowing how much he's making, or is on the salary? See, that's one of the things, because Gazal is, is there a pressure? Well, I'm just. This is a thought no, that
1: just came in my head right now. <laughs> Nobody mentions that about Gazal. Yes, but he... like Gazal. No, he's, yeah, so. he's a likable guy. He's a
2: likable guy, but when I saw his salary, that surprised me, because I wasn't expecting that much. What was he on? 600 or something like that. Oh, He's like one of the, the high guys for us. Like 10
3: right, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Well, he's yeah. quality. I mean, he should be on the pitch, I think, he but just not, not as central. He just had a bad game. Yeah. Like, I, couple I like, like a couple of games. He's a good games. back Love box a, to box midfielder,
1: He's a DM, game. hard tackling, yeah, yeah, destroy yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. He's organized as a he, he was good last year, he
2: destroyed the battle uh, yeah year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah he, yeah, he destroyed he destroyed do you know can I get dude?
3: like the the one little take I have on his uh on his own goal? was that, you know, when you're coming back, that could happen to anybody almost, right? Yeah. And when yeah. you're coming back to play that to play that to play that kind of a cross and to yeah. do that, usually you're in line with just on the outside of the post. Yeah. So that if you get it, it actually goes outside. And he actually started his run back there, but if you look as he's tracking back, he angles back in towards Rowe. So as he's going back in, Rowe gets off the off the post because he's imagining that ball's gonna go all the way across. And Gazelle put it, you know, if he had been like two meters just to his left, he yeah. would.
2: Have. Or actually, to speed, even. With the positioning actually would have and been th- fine. I think it's the difference of be, uh, playing as a holding midfielder yeah, exactly. where you're going I mean, a little wider just, to but, the But then back. also,
1: yeah. Yeah. was there a shout from Roe? Because there was no danger anywhere near Not it. behind him, now. Should Roe not have said, leave it, mine, there's no one, and yeah. come out and got the ball? Again, communication, so that as well. chemistry, so yeah. Yeah. chemistry. So, I mean, they've maybe not played together. But we, we might have some centre-back relief because Daniel Henry is, I believe, due back this week from his, his stint on in Ottawa. Now, in last week's show, we'd mentioned that Ottawa had said that he was injured in warm-ups, and you're thinking, oh, no. Mm. But Monday morning, obviously <laughs> too late for the, the show, it was that he was feeling sick. It wasn't that he was injured. So he yeah, is good, he's healthy. They've done well. He's kept three clean sheets, or the defence has kept three clean sheets when he started with Ottawa. He must feel that he's a starter because of where he's been. He's been in the Premiership with West Ham. He was over in Cyprus. Yes, he may not have played in the Premiership with West Ham, but he did play League Cup games and Mm. other things with West Ham. Do we see him in? For you now, since they seem to have no faith in Mond, is it Henry and... Aha! That we, we see for these next couple of well, games,
2: or do you have to bring Bond back in? He, he's got MLS experience, so you're not worried but about that. He hasn't that. been playing, not playing, but he has played now with Ottawa, which is obviously one level lower at this point. So I personally would, um, now, and also you're playing away. In Colorado, that was my only problem mm. That against it. Like, my mm. and it, actually Mond, a different... of course, played in Salt Lake, so yeah. he's kind of used to the... So that's my that's thing against playing yeah. Henry in the next game, but maybe you'll save him for Orlando at home.
1: Well, it might be a case as well of who does best at training. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing training this week. And you'll be there. I will be, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, yeah, and maybe... Uh, but again, it's a chemistry issue, too, right? So, well, yeah, there's that as well. So, he's going to come and slot into the side and say, Oh, hi, guys, I'm your new centre yeah. back. I mean, His
1: English is, is great, I feel. Yeah. But as he said in our chat with him a few weeks ago, how's, he likes having that correspondence. How's Henry's and, English? Is it okay? I think it should be okay. He has been in well, London for sure a while. while asking, saying, like, is, I'm not sure we should if be if asking I, you to be a if if it, <laughs> <myself. he's> educated <laughs> in Ontario, though. Hey, so was I. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. So was Zach. Yeah Yeah Let's move on um, <laughs> It's time for the player rankings And I'm interested to see What we're going to see This week from those as well
2: Okay so this I, we... I think I can guess Who may be near the bottom But let, let's just see Okay so uh, At the bottom Is Ali Ghazal No Yeah Second from the bottom is Sean Franklin. Mm-hmm. And third from the bottom is Kai Kamara. Mm. I was curious
1: to see where Kai would be. Hmm. Just because I he has a lot of love from the fans. Yeah. I was just curious to see if they would overlook his misses. Yeah. But... <laughs> No, and, and I wonder. He possibly can he's and, and the yeah, and he's the he's one <laughs> a, a, Ali
2: Ghazal, I was wondering how much it, how it was to do with the own goal and how much it was to do with that third goal. I think it was a whole overall. Right. Yeah, I know, but yes. I was I was wondering like a lot of people sometimes just they feel like an own goal yeah. is something that is completely avoidable, yeah. and when sometimes it's not. Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, I was trying to think of a nice way to ask Robbo post game about it. So I just said he had a bit of an adventure. Mm. That was my nicest way of asking it.
2: So let's see who was at the top. Top five. Uh, uh, fifth place is Russell Tybert. Mm-hmm. Fourth place Marcel Dion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Third place another Canadian, Alfonso Davies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second place Yordi. Players
1: that didn't finish the game.
2: Yordi Reyna. Mm-hmm. And first place the hat trick hero. To yeah, I mean that was an obvious one. I, I think that's two I mean. small guys in a three. And so
3: Felipe didn't make the top five at all.
2: No, well, he would just outside I was, sixth place. Maybe that giveaway cost him a few votes. I, I think that's pretty fair. Kendall Watson was seventh. I, I think. Maybe, the, I, I think they're bitter that he's going to the World Cup. I mean, maybe
1: I've had games. Tiber above Jong. Yeah. And maybe Philippe above the I was the surprised that they sub Tybert. I think De Jong because no, of that. I think they just I think De Jong, uh, if you think of England it, weren't doing it. He yet.
2: he played uh, both Davies Tybert and De Jong played a, yeah. a big part of the th- uh the second goal mm. to Cherries and obviously De Jong set up the first goal. That's true. So yeah. I think that's where people will see it. Maybe, he played the, maybe if he played the whole game, he would have made some mistakes and they would have brought yeah. him down a little yeah. bit. Well, that's but, why I was surprised Tyber came out because he was actually being a part of the – he was creating
3: stuff yeah. too. So.
2: I was shocked too. I was surprised about that. Yeah. Um, how many players get a passing grade? Uh, 64% said 5 to 8. Uh, 36% said 0 to 4 and nobody voted for 9 to 14. Um, how do you rank the coaching staff or where do you rank the co- coaching staff? 6 to 10 was first place with uh just uh, 39%. 11 to 14 had 30. Mm. Um 1 to 5 had 17 and still some votes for 15th spot. <laughs> they changed tactics half, you know, halfway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll give him yeah. some credit. It, is this uh a uh op, uh an, Individual question for this match: Is this an easy win? If not, for Kamara and Gazal's play, this came because of the Mark Weaver tweet. Yeah, when he said it would have been four-one if it wasn't for Kamara and Gazal. Yes, uh, got eighty-four percent, and no, got sixteen percent. Yeah, I think that I think it would have been, and it should have been. Who do you blame uh, in this thing? Now, uh, at the first two are very close: uh, thirty-one. Oh, sorry, thirty. Yeah, thirty-one and thirty percent. Kamara and everyone equally. Gazal <laughs> um, got and uh, coaches for not starting Mond. I put that in there. Uh, uh, got uh, were third and fourth, and there again, they're twenty and nineteen percent, so very close there as well. And then the last question: worst miss of the year, Kai Kamara Brek fifty six percent see Kai Kamara. <sighs> Oof. And forty four percent said. Didn't ask break which one, so maybe oh, I know <laughs> that's, that's the uh, thing. Maybe so they, maybe they lumped two together. Yeah, possibly. I, I, you know what? I when I asked the question, I forgot about the second miss. <laughs> yeah. So I, I assumed it was just the opening minute miss. Really? He, at least he owned
1: it. Yeah. He said it was just one of those things, yeah. and strikers all top strikers get over that. And yeah, yeah. So we're, we'll just wrap this section up by saying they dropped out of the playoff places after Friday's game, but mm. the the point moved them back up to sixth. But in terms of point per game. Which I've obviously been obsessed with the last few weeks. (laughs) It's horrendous. We're now down to ninth on 1.21, which last week we were on course for 42 points and we were thinking, nah, now Hmm. we're on course for 41. Hmm. How do we change that? Well, we'll talk about that and a few other things after this.
0: Hi, I'm Afonso Davies and you're listening to the
1: AFTN Soccer Show.
5: The friend will look cool, the feminine I'm assuming. Reaching my threshold, staying at the tree till I'm blind. My body is
6: stupid, stereo putrid. out music, giving rock to it. Reaching
5: my threshold.
1: If you're hearing voices, it's just us. It's the AFT <laughs> and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. Although, not always. It's not always going to be us, just in case. That'd be weird, hearing my voice. I have to hear my voice in my head all the time. I mm. don't like it. Yeah. So does my that's, wife. That's why she I don't like listen to the
2: podcast back when it's hard to.
1: But you are listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. There was an interesting NBC. This is in MLS-related, but NBC ran an, an article... NBC Sports, they ranked all 23 managers in MLS. Robbo was 8th, just behind Brian Schmitzer. Two behind Greg Vanney. Number one was Jesse Marsh. Um, But Robbo was above Patrick Vieira, Oscar Perea. They were the guys in the top 10. What they said about Robbo was, his record is dead even across the board. (laughs) 70-49-70. So that's since taking over the Whitecaps for the 2014 season. They say that Robinson has helped his side make the playoffs in three or four seasons Mm -hmm. while also hoisting a Canadian championship. Now, whenever I've spoken to folk within the club about what have we achieved, we haven't actually won anything apart from that one Voyagers Cup, they say, well, we've made the playoffs three of the last four years, which I think counts for nothing. Mm. But are we maybe not looking at the bigger picture here? Are we too self-involved because we want success but people that are impartial and neutral to the team see what Robo's done with the budget that he's got and think that they're not a fashionable team. They've got no big-name stars. What he's done is actually pretty good. Well, I don't think we've ever laid the blame solely on Robbo,
3: to be honest. No, but some people, the, 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 the some people have. Some people this week, have, week, yeah.
1: Which I, I wanted to chat about. Yeah. It got a huge reaction. And as you said, you can apportion blame all over and there's a lot of blame to... To to be a portion, but if anyone hasn't read it, just talk us a little bit through it, and what was behind your thinking with it? It was the kind of the idea of uh,
3: <laughs> waiting for Godot. It was after the San Jose draw, and it was just it just felt like we're, we're a highbrow. So. We're we're very highbrow. Uh, just the idea that it's just it feels like a fog. We're just in this long term. Where are we actually going? And you know, I've you know been obsessed with the points per game table as well the last little bit, and noticing. I think I started the article with. Referring to this long, slow glide path, you know. Every time we get one point from a game, it's less than one point, two points, less than one point, one point, right? Yeah. So it t- takes us down, and it's this long, slow glide. Everyone's moving up around us.
1: Yeah. The idea it has is, been a really it's a, th- the slowest slide you can get. It's like when yeah. when you're stuck on one of those water slides and you're just not yeah. moving. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, just <clears throat> inching along, squeaky bum, yeah. all the way down. But I think the other the
3: the I mean, it's true that a couple of wins will, you know, kind of enliven well, that, that everything. That is the thing. But here's the thing: like the other metaphor I was using too was the idea that, like, one cold day doesn't mean climate change isn't happening, right? So we have to look at like the different rhythms of of over time. So there's the short term things that happen, the short term successes that we get, a good win, good little run of wins that makes us all happy, that feeds us the whole thing. But what I'm looking at is the long term. Trajectory, and as a supporter, it's like, what are we, what are we looking forward to here? You know, we've now been told. I mean, Rob or uh, Leonard Dusy at the beginning of the year kind of threw off this thing about, you know, we got our eyes on the MLS Cup, and I'm thinking like because it's over there, and all we can do is look at it. Um, a little bit uh, more recently, we we're talking about making the playoffs. We just want to make the playoffs. And we're starting yeah. to play that kind of LA Galaxy, Seattle Sounders strategy of like l- but, limp but through the season. The thing.
1: Because it's like, I, 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 would, I want the club to say, like Robert to come out and say, yeah, we're going for the MLS Cup this year. Yeah. But the problem is then when they don't win it, yeah. the chance of winning it is going to be slim if we're being honest. Right. But they then hold that comment against them. And it's like a stick to beat folk with, you said we we're going for the MLS so, Cup. So when I, I was talking to...
3: I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and I said, this team is like it's like the, it's like an app that you used to love on your phone. But then they upgraded the phone operating system, and the developers just forgot about the app.
1: That's like so, my whole laptop just right, like, since right. it's like, I last So we're like,
3: we're like running a 2.0 app on a 3.0 yes, operating system. That was,
1: that was, a, that was a great –
2: Because I agree with you because this team would – like a couple of years ago, mm. this team would be at the top of the table. Yeah, but a lot of teams have surpassed us, especially the newer teams. Right. And
1: being on course for forty-one, forty-two points, yeah. knowing that if you hit a run, you'll get more than that, you'd yeah. be like, "Oh, definitely playoff team Yeah. in a crap division." Yeah, by the way. So I think I mean, we. Really- how
6: did the West go
1: from being so strong to so crap? Just- well, it's I think just the East got it. stronger. Yeah. I
3: mean, I don't think that, like I say, we've we've what MLS looked like five years ago is what yeah. we look like now, right? So everybody else is is moved around us. You've got Colorado dirty their sheets by hiring Tim Howard. For $3 million, you know, dollars. Yes. In this Money well spent. Unbelievable. So you've got some teams that are just like they're not going anywhere, but everybody else has elevated around us, and we haven't shown yeah. not a whiff of ambition to be on that train. We haven't, you know, we we got the uh, efficiency tag. Yeah. We've got that we'll do what we can with the resources we've got. Um, you know, maybe we can't win the cup, but if you can get into a playoffs, anything can happen. Usually what happens when we get into a playoff is we go out ignominiously.
2: Yeah, and that's what I, I, want, I want to mention about the NBC article. Like they're looking at figures. I don't know how much do yeah. these guys actually watch the game. The, the, entering the playoffs is great. Mm. My biggest disappointment about the playoffs is the way we play in the playoffs. The yeah. fact that we don't. We went. The only game I think we've ever gone for it is against San Jose. Mm. Other than and they were not a great team going mm. into that. But other than that, the Portland series from the first time. And Robbo uh, knows that. I mean, and he, the Seattle said one
1: before mm. that—that's one of his big regrets. Just yeah, he yeah. Maybe approach it differently, but in some ways he wouldn't. He'd maybe approach it the same way and just hope that things worked out. Hmm. But I got an interest and I was asked on Twitter by um, a lady that's based in L.A., Julie's B
2: underscore 88. Is a writer or? No, just a, a oh, just She a, just, just likes just following supporter. the MLS West teams.
1: Um, she wanted to know what her thoughts would be. <clears throat> Kayla Porter's available. <laughs> Would we want him here in Vancouver to replace Robbo? What I said to us personally, I wouldn't want him to come in to oust Robbo. But if Robbo had gone, I'd have no qualms with appointing Porter. I didn't like him very much when he was with Portland. I think a lot of that was to do because he was with Portland. Mm. But he has had it. He's got it done. To well, an extent, we didn't but like you,
2: you, we
3: didn't like Colin. He was with Portland, either. yeah, but we like him now.
1: Yeah, oh, love him now.
2: Um, but the thing is, is you you just mentioned that he's still available, and maybe there's a reason he's still available. Yeah, that maybe mm, he rubs the people the I still wrong think way. He's especially holding the, out
1: for the US job, and it doesn't yeah. look like that's maybe happening now for him. So, well,
2: I don't think they've have they hired anybody. but they haven't hired anybody yet. right? Well, they're, they're, there's been a few names floating yeah. uh, about.
3: Be interesting to think about some of those names for here. Mm. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I think if Porter. I think if Porter came again, I, I think if he uh, if it was some kind of ousting, that would be not so good. But if Porter came, yeah,
1: if uh, we went back to the
3: UK. It would be something. divisive. I mean, yeah. let's be honest; like well, it would yeah. be divisive. But I think he, if he came out and said something like, "All right, like I know how this goes," I mean, he's the kind of guy that could deliver something very direct and say, "Yeah, this is awkward. This is strange. I'm going to do something completely unexpected to disrupt." Yeah. You know, the na-. but if he came in and was aloof towards the supporters as Robbo is, and just took the job and ran it out of an office, I think that would be yeah, he, not he, good.
1: My my big concern <clears throat> for me, from a media point of view, talking to him is he's been very dismissive, and at times it feels condescending to reporters when you're watching scrums down there. Mm. I don't think I'd be having my little fun banter and, and stuff with him the way that I've got with Robbo. <laughs> but I think someone fresh with fresh ideas would be better. But yeah, if they appointed him, I wouldn't be like aghast and go, no, no. Referring to him, him as the Oregonian. Look, club. he's got a cup. I mean, he's got exactly. some credentials. You, you know. shouldn't have that
2: cup. That ball <clears throat> no, was out of bounds. No, yeah. the ball was out, <laughs> was out of bounds. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> out of bounds. <laughs> it was clearly out of bounds. Plus two <sighs> posts. Isn't that <laughs> the name of their bar? Didn't let it lie. No, it was no. out of
1: bounds <laughs> by a yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's t- transition now into MLS. Uh, we'll, we'll look at the MLS week in review. It's not been a great one from a Vancouver perspective. Mm. It did see. Seattle and Toronto lose, which is always good. You, you posed me an well, interesting I, this question is, of the game this, this is yesterday. a
2: hypothetical. I was thinking this when TFC was losing. I was thinking, and you could bring Seattle. If you can guarantee Seattle and Toronto missing the playoffs, would you be okay? And this would include Vancouver missing the playoffs. Would you be okay with that? I was like, knowing no, no, that, never in a million No, years. no, no, no <laughs> knowing that but then if you make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. Yeah, we so they come along with you.
3: Perfect. We'd beat
2: them. Although no, so, <laughs> so but my my whole thing was like, would you because you know that based on previous seasons when Vancouver makes the playoffs, they really no. don't do anything. I don't I don't hate those teams more than I like the Caps.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean I'm <clears throat> I'm a supporter of yeah. the White Caps. I'm mm. proud to say that because folk are like Mike, Mike Martinego, if you followed him on Twitter, has a go at Toronto Media mm. because they're supporters of the team. I just feel you get better stuff as yeah. a supporter of the team because you're more critical. Have you heard the LAFC TV commentators? Oh, no, that's the most biased. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> they were they was watching oh, the match this weekend. It's, it's, they wow. were chanting
3: along with yeah. the supporters. They was, were like, they're sitting there going, it's like, LAFC.
5: L-A-F-C. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was the two of them. It was amazing. There was 1.2 at the end, like in the last seconds, um, when the ball went off the post and the the, the other guy's like ventilating. like Fernando, breathing hard. I know he's, he's having Breathing a hard, hard going, time. going, like, okay, breathe, yeah. Fernando. Breathe. I, I genuinely great. don't yeah. mind it
1: As long no, as you're critical it. When yeah. criticism needs to be aired Which yeah. I think we are <laughs> Yes, I just have to ask a few folk Within think, the Caps think, oh, about oh, yeah. that And they'll tell you Yeah, we, we are But let, let's talk about Toronto then yeah. They lost again Start on Friday Yeah, Friday night game In a game that wasn't great For the Whitecaps Because Dallas took the three points 1-0 Maxi Ruti scores again, an early goal, eleventh minute that proved to be the winner.
2: Penalty missed by Jude. Oh my
3: God, that was that was a bad miss, the worst penalty.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. he he t- not he signaled a Great it. season. Yeah. Oh. I think I think, think, think folks have read where he puts the penalty. They mentioned down that well. there's three straight times he's missed yeah. in that same
2: spot. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, he's, he's,
1: he's nice. not going to go for there again. Oh, he has yeah, it's yeah, 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 Sure he is. But then, oh Ricketts tossed on Ricketts. Talking of horror <laughs> misses. Oh, he
2: missed from in close too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Don't think it was as bad as Camaras, but great goalkeeping and some fantastic time-wasting from Jesse Gonzalez, who was very close to getting sent off for getting two yellows for time-wasting. He he got booked for time-wasting. And then after he got booked, he went behind the goal, took his water, (laughs) took a slug, put it down, kicked his cleats, got ready to take the goal kick, and then the referee comes over yeah. and does the final warning, final warning. And he's like, what? All of which is just wasting more time. <laughs> and the referee goes back, and then he goes back to take the, the goal kick again, gets himself ready, and takes uh, okay. it. That was stretching the right. time-wasting to but, the limit.
2: But to say whether the time-wasting, if Jesse Gonzalez is in that game last week for Dallas, yeah, I mean, we we're not, not getting a point on no. that. He, There's a massive difference between goalkeeping.
1: and those against, against yeah, that's TFC. True. A few games on Friday this week. Yeah. I don't like Friday games. I think I've said that a few times on the podcast. I'm not a Friday. TSS Rovers is different. Yeah. But a big MLS game. I, I don't like Friday night games. I don't mind watching them. Well, I don't just yeah. don't like. I don't like Boys it when are, we play. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah
1: That's weird because I, I do like the TSS Rovers games on a Friday, yeah. but I don't like the Whitecaps games on a Friday. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Because I'm working at both, mm. but I don't know.
3: I don't know. No, Friday just seems to be our night for Rovers. Mm.
1: But Houston, they got another three points, beat New York City 3-1. Their resurgence continues, unbeaten in four now. Three of them are wins. The only draw,
2: of course, was against the White New caps. York's
1: defending was
3: shocking.
2: It yeah. was. But they, they actually was... they
1: took the lead six minutes in. It was a... Yeah. Bullet from David
2: Villa. Oh, and I can't stand the commentators on this one either. This uh, package <laughs> they just everything's a that was a Galazzo. It was a solid. Uh, shot, a golazo these but that days, was not so, a Galazzo. Yeah. There was one call where they were calling Galazzo before the goal was even scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no goal scored eventually. Right. <laughs>
1: David is having a good season. Yeah. I I now call me far fetched, but <laughs> I think he could make it in the game. I think <laughs> he could be something. You reckon? Yeah. I think He, he could, didn't make the Spanish flashes of He shows
2: flashes of brilliance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you, did uh, you, you know, know,
2: know what? Do, to be, Some did, people were surprised that he didn't make the World Cup team, which is shocking for me because I, I don't think he was I, I don't know
1: enough win. about Spanish players, yeah. but if he'd made it, I could see why because he has had a like, good year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, yeah Diego Costa <laughs> and a couple other I guys. Spring, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I
3: don't know about that conversation, but I will say one thing about there's – there are players that come here as elite European players yeah. that have a chance to make it, that do well here, and Via is one of them. He's I mean, got he's a almost good a attitude. Template. He does. He loves it here. Yeah. He loves
1: his supporters, and he loves what he's able to then do. And there's others no, and we'll come to Mr. Potato Head later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a lucky escape, actually, for NYC, because two minutes in, Albert Elith, I'm going to try and do the proper thing, yeah. right, He hit the right post with a diving header. It's a beautiful, oh, beautiful. diving header. Yeah. But Alejandro Fuemayor. Uh, tied it up in <laughs> the 21st job. minute with a header. Yeah. Then second half goals from Thomas Martinez. 69th nice minute. I don't know what NYC were doing. Pissing about on the edge of their box. Mm. They get caught napping. Dispossessed. Martinez gets the ball. Eventually puts it away. And then Albert Ellis. 10 minutes to go. Rebound after his initial header was saved. Elise. Got Elise. all three points for Houston. Mm. And then did a Black Panther celebration. I don't know if you guys <sighs> saw with it. With the anything. mask, right? Yeah put the mask on and everything, no, I didn't got booked it. for it. Okay. It's funny because it's, it's like when supporters use flares. Oh, you're not meant to do that, but we'll mm. use it in our marketing. Right. MLS, oh, look at what, yeah. what he did here, but he's booked for it. Yeah,
2: yeah, but he didn't have a yellow card before no. he did that one, so that was okay. Which was,
1: was thankful.
3: Might be my favorite new player in the league, he, at least. He, he is He's, he's really quality. quality, he is.
2: Now,
1: I said last week that Houston were probably the only team above us that realistically I feel we can overtake. <clears throat> Not feeling as confident about that now. Yeah. I think we're battling for sixth.
3: I think we found our level. Mm. I'm not sure the teams below us have what it takes. Well, Galaxy,
1: I still think, can spend Maybe. the way out of it in the summer. But then it yeah. goes back to the chemistry thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you bring these guys in? Guys with egos. let's be <laughs> but, honest. If you're spending money on big-name players, yeah. they all come with an eagle. Yeah. slatin so has got an ego, <laughs> And he's not happy
2: just now. Although Ziggy Schmidt says, he's fine, he's fine. He just doesn't like being stepped on. No. Well, let's get to Eli. Now, I was wondering, who who did you support on that? Latin or Petrasso? Because I know you got beef with both of them. <laughs> I was a Zla- I was on team slot. Yeah. Oh, the really? You, yeah, you yeah. wanted yeah. Petrasa slot? Yes.
1: Yeah. For next time I see him, nah. Get, <laughs> okay. I like the that. way they just both went down and prayed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I know. To me, that was the. That was the it's like, which one's the best actor? Yeah. And yeah. The,
3: the Algerian flag was to flying. There. It's Ramadan. Al- I know. It's <laughs> Ramadan. That's what was, it was like the Algerian flag was flying and it's Ramadan and they're both on the ground, like, and stopped to do their prayers. I oh. thought that was brilliant.
1: But LA this week, they won. In the battle of Mediocre. Was he playing? Mediocre- no, he didn't, play, yeah, he no, didn't play No. It was a horrible game. I know. Oh. Yeah. 1 0, LA won it. It might have saved Ziggy's bacon. But he doesn't strike me as somebody that saved a lot of bacon
2: in no. the past. And who saved his bacon? Romaine lettuce.
1: Yes. Yes. And who would have thought? Caesar Salad. Who yeah. bacon. would have thought that Romaine would have saved Ziggy? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, quite a lot of folk when he had that operation a few years ago. Well, we'll, we'll just move on from that. This,
3: the, the, some goalkeeping did some remarkable. Yes, yeah, yeah. Dream got the winner
1: eight minutes, twenty-five yards out. That was a big There's niche. no that was, way that, that was the goal of the that week. should really... You shouldn't be allowing a guy like that that much space on the edge of the box. Yeah. Both penalty boxes were pretty unmarked because there wasn't really... It was like a distant planet. Mm. There was a lack of life in them for pretty much most of the game. <laughs> Danny Hosen, though, nearly grabbed a stoppage time equaliser. Oh that would God. have been massive, potentially, for the Whitecaps down the line. Yeah. But his was saved, initially by Bingham. Beautiful save. And then Alison Drini was kind of around, away. cleared it away. San Jose, after the, we talked to their coach and their players about, oh, you've got a resurgence, you've taken four points on the road from two games, they've not taken anything since. Yeah. Lost well, this one, This they one was in LA. LA.
5: This was yeah, in they LA, were on the
1: road.
2: Yeah. But and it was they, classical. They're still calling it the classical, even though...
1: I'm going with mediocrity. Okay. It's not classical. Medi- Mediocre. Mediocre. Mediocre-cal. Mediocre-cal. Yeah. It looked like two very poor teams, <clears throat> but I do think LA do have at least money behind them that they can get out of it. It's
3: tough. You know, it's tough. Like, I remember when Defoe came over and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, being a Spurs fan, I saw him. You know, he used to he used to yell at Luka Modric if he didn't get the ball to feet. And I knew that when he came to Toronto, he was going to be in, in dire, you know, he needs service. And I think Zlatan is the same. You know, he's, in a, he's, he's, he's with a team that's had the worst run of form he's ever had with a team. Yeah. And it's, you know...
1: Well, talking about run of forms, Seattle. <laughs> talking of poor teams as well. Seattle and RSL. Hmm. How do you lose to RSL at home? I mean, even we didn't do that. We did lose to them on the road, but... <clears throat> we at least had supporters there. Yes. There were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. They're all heading up here because they, the queue at the border on Saturday afternoon to get hmm. into Canada was horrendous, which I'm, I'm going to come to when we talk about TSS.
3: That's what it takes when the Sounders are playing at home. People just leave the country yeah. to get away from them right now.
1: It's further signs, though, I think, of how bad the Seattle team is. Sebastian Sosido, the mofo-bofo.
2: Bad-a- one badass mofo-bofo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. the winner in the 61st minute. Nice long-range strike. Seattle were missing seven regulars to injury, then they lost Buana in the first half to injury. Was the deuce on the field? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now... I know Mr. Garrison won them an MLS Cup, but <laughs> his job... <laughs> I got that. I, got that. <laughs> I took a second there. <coughs> Carry his, on. His South Park job- reference. Yeah, yeah. South park it's reference. the Cardigans. Yeah. His job has to be on the line. Yeah, I mean, they, they made that switch with Ziggy that season yeah. and it paid dividends. Well,
3: Ladero paid, paid dividends.
1: Yeah. Well, no, yeah, if you don't have somebody coming in like Ladero... Yeah. But the thing is difference. with
2: him is, will they count injuries... Uh, like, th- they won't count the injuries against him because uh, they are missing quite... Jordan Morris mi- yeah. missed from the beginning of the year. And... Uh, it, oh, it's all financial, though,
1: because yeah. if they're losing... If yeah. they're not getting the bums on the seats yeah. and they're losing, maybe maybe they're not getting media attention. Yeah. In a big sports market like Seattle where yeah. you're about to get a new NHL team, yeah. maybe basketball comes back.
3: They have bl- They have for- blown... A substantial amount of their advantage, yeah. yeah. And, la- it,
2: and Lagerwey yeah. did, but the one thing is, Laggerway has said that he's going to make a. There's going to be a major investment in the summer. I think he said that sometime. It'll be an efficient one, yeah. Maybe in
1: NHL team. Oh. Huh. Um, but see, we're saying they're bad, but if they win their games in hand on us, yeah, they a big F. they will be three points and, ahead,
3: and that has been a Seattle trademark. Like they yes. have had bad seasons, and they'll surge Start, in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and I mean, as uh, much we, as we we've admired got to go their
1: through our summer slump. Keep that in mind (laughs) This has been the spring Maybe we've got the spring slump We're (laughs) going to switch it up a bit The station This is crazy I wish we were playing them now though And not in the middle of July Because you just feel Something's going to click eventually with them I, I feel it has to
3: I feel like it, Waston won't be back for that game, will he? Oh, yeah. yeah he he should, he should unless be. they advance. No, they'll be in the World Cup final. Well, if they're oh. in the final and they're <laughs> celebrating like crazy, then they might not <laughs> be. No, it is later. Seattle's
1: only had two wins all year. <clears throat> yeah. One in the last five, three of them defeat. So that's not good.
3: we see Kendall and Clint co-edit again.
1: Well, mm. rattle through the other games quickly so we don't overrun too much. Yeah. But Go. Minnesota beat Montreal 2-0, just good. showing you how bad Mon- Montreal are.
2: That's where Saputo was saying that yeah. we need to make changes. Twice as bad I mean, as who, us. Who
1: loses in Minnesota? Oh, yeah, we Yeah, either. we do. Yeah, we do to 10 men yeah um someone tweeted at me that hey at least the whitecaps are the the best mls team in canada right now to which my reply was that's just like being the tallest giraffe in the zoo (laughs) it doesn't really count for much it's like woo, i'm a tall giraffe yay we're better than two really really poor teams Yeah, we won't go Well,
3: down, oh, but. okay, but just to hold for that for a sec, because I think the piece of silverware we need to win this year is the Voyagers Cup. And this, mm. we, if we don't like, take it's this seriously, right we there. have to take this seriously. If yeah. we don't win this cup, and I'm sorry, it's not like, oh, well, the other teams show up to play too. It's like they are not showing up to play right now. And I know that makes them both desperate to win the trophy too, yeah. but they are crap both of them. And I think if we don't win the Voyager's Cup, I think that's I think well, at some point. But of probably. all the teams,
2: I think TFC mm-hmm. has the best chance to turn around, but also they're, yeah, they're playing r- in the tougher conference as well. Yeah. So they got a lot of ground But to in terms of the
1: Voyager's mm-hmm. Cup as well, they're playing whoever gets through yeah, from Quebec. Ottawa yeah. playing the winner yeah. of the Quebec and the yeah. Interior one. League one yeah. Yeah. league so I, Yeah. Th- although Ottawa could maybe shock TFC. That'd be fun. Ottawa will be up for it? Yeah. Portland beat Colorado
2: 3-2. <laughs> This was a this was a really a three one game with a penalty in the last minute. Well, it could have been three three though <laughs> yeah. because they this also was a got a Tim to Howard a game. goal <laughs> late on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Howard's but, awful. But I mean, Portland's your perfect example <clears throat> of how you can turn something around. Right. No wins in the first five. Right. Now six straight wins for the team. What did they do differently? I think they just had the chemistry. faster. They, they, a chemistry. Yeah. Did, they keep, was did, did they keep did they keep their lineup consistent? Well, they they dropped Richwell, but then they brought him back and he's done well. But yet they have. Right. I think they've just got in training as well. They just seem to have clicked. But Rapids, who we play next, six straight losses. We won't bother going through the game too much, but Colorado actually outshot Portland 16-11. Yeah. 51% possession. So that's something that could cause us problems next week. We, we've got the preview podcast coming up, so we, we won't step on too many toes here. But they have lost six straight. Mm. They've given up 15 goals. They've only scored four. Two of them coming this past week. Mm. And they've been kept off right. the score sheet three times in the in this run that they're on. They've had three losses at home, but seven of their eight points that they have are at home. And we've talked about before that can be an advantage of them. Badges their leading scorer with five. For me, if any team can make another team feel good about itself, <laughs> it's the Whitecaps right now. <laughs> yeah. So I am a little bit worried going into this one.
3: Just keep shooting on Tim Howard. Yeah. Just keep shooting, 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 shooting.
1: They, got. Did you see schoberg get turned
3: in that game? Did you see it was it was the a
2: I did see that. That was yeah. It was yeah. like a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I think they need to know. go. They just need to go after Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, uh, while 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 we haven't, the Whitecaps haven't won. They are playing well. Oh, at least in the attack. So what they need to do is they need to just att- go after Colorado and don't let them because they're Colorado's just a mess. Six well, straight losses, they're, like you they're
1: said. Persevering with that 3-5-2 as well. They're yeah. not right and that. and and that when
3: you know you were mentioning that in the notes and I was thinking to myself like like I think uh, New England was playing four at the back this week, but they had their fullback so far forward. You could see what we could do with all that space. Yeah. We're going to have that space against Colorado. The I'd even
1: borderline go 4-3-3 just to shock them.
3: Right. We we may end up tying that one for all.
1: Entertaining. That's it would football. be it would be totally entertaining. But, but, yeah, watch out for our preview podcast. Yeah. Probably on Thursday looking at that. Badgie will do us, though. Uh, last couple of games <laughs> we'll, we'll go through. LAFC and DC tied 1-1. DC's nomadic lifestyle continues, but <clears throat> got a point here. Four points from the last two games on the road.
2: DC got contributions. Big save by Elstead. And then, obviously, mm. the tying goal by Maddox. Oh, yes.
3: Maddox and the supporters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who, who it was needs, a war.
2: Who needs Wayne Rooney when you've got
1: Darren Mattox?
3: Did you see what he was doing with the supporters? No, I didn't. winding them up all yeah. game. Yeah, you've got to go back and watch it. You've got to oh. watch the full match because he was like, after he scored the goal, he went right over to them oh, yeah, and cupped they- his ears. And then several other times when he's missed chances or whatever, he was getting into it. People were chucking stuff at him. There were oh. announcements. I mean, it was like he was full on.
1: But it was a 10-man LAFC team that they, they drew against because Dejan Jakovic got, got sent off. But the, the last game was today. It was 0-0. We won't go into that too much. But a couple of interesting VAR decisions. Oh, Federico sad. Higuain got sent off six minutes into stoppage time after a VAR review for a tackle on Espinoza. I don't think it was a red. Oh. I genuinely don't. But then Christian Martinez... Slaps, punch, whatever you want to call it, Seth Sinovich in this 55th minute. To me, it was just a scummy cheap shot. He thought he'd get away with it, forgetting about Var. I don't understand. He's you Panamanian. got a That's like, get... That's what they do. <laughs> but everyone thought he was going to get sent off. But nope, not even Var looking at it. He didn't go over and look at it. I just find
2: that baffling. Yeah. Well, what thing, happened to us there? Well, the thing is, the referee on the field is not going to go at, look at it unless he's told to look at it. Yeah. So obviously, whoever was in the booth maybe you had to have a washroom break maybe made
1: the most of it right. but even so it was a clear yeah but there maybe no I'm like saying
2: maybe they were on a washroom break yeah. you know maybe they had to do maybe they had barbecue cuz Kansas City is known the for barbecue
1: explanation from the the, the written referee yeah. that you can put in after that hmm. but anyway, that was the MLS Week in review for the Western teams and we will be back talking about Canadian Pierre and TSS Rovers after this Hey, I'm Brett Levis and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
6: So we say our goodbyes over messenger as the network overloads when the network over-
1: Welcome back. You are listening to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. That song there was "Little Wanderer" by Death Cab for Cutie, mm. and I think that brings us nicely to, to talk about the Canadian PL for a little bit. Things are continuing apace, and Halifax are in. We knew they were, mm. but what well, should we see HFX Wanderers. Wanderers. Yeah, they've got, got the name now. They've got the name now. I love the logo. And everything about the club. So many folk seems to be. They're our second favourite team. That's who we're going to root for. Mm. I, I just think because people know how good it is for the city. Yeah. And you spent you spent time there. You yep. spoke to supporters. So I wanted to chat to you a, a, a little bit about that. And what 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 does this mean to, to football supporters in, in Halifax?
3: Oh, I think they're. Um, you know, when I was there, uh, when was it? March a year ago, right? So they were they were meeting. I remember
1: your your tweets and pictures yeah. and stuff. they were
3: meeting, um, they were meeting to, uh, you know, like several of these guys have never even been to a professional football match before. They, some of them get, to, get together, they go down to New England, um, they watch a lot, but they're, they were dreaming. I sat down with Andre Bork, who's, who's with uh, well, what used to be called the Wanderer Supporter Group, and they just changed their name to the Privateers. Privateers now, to, so that they gave the club their name. And the club wanted to call itself Halifax Wanderers. They've done that. Uh, there was like, are we going to keep the supporters group name the same as the club? They've they've given the the club their name and they've taken on privateers so that just happened today actually but it to me that speaks of the relationship they had between the club and the supporters yeah. and that was what was going on a year ago already they were in a really close relationship with each other so you know Halifax always made sense as a place but for the supporters there they don't get any football at all so and they're dreaming of a Moncton Derby like that's the oh, thing they yeah. really want it's like they're gonna be the Halifax Moncton Derby and um, if that comes off that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting for them they're passionate they've got a beautiful ground yeah. it's in a beautiful place part of the city. Yeah, it's an ancient, the the ancient sporting yeah, I, forum. But it was
1: first and <clears> I looked into the history because I love yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the fire is downtown as well and it's just yeah. minutes away from the entertainment district. Yeah, it's a all good march route. Going it's for a good it. march route. Intimate little venue. Yeah. 6,000 plus seats It's modular. Expandable. Expandable, yeah. So all, all of these seem to be yeah. They've
3: already played a rugby match there, I think, haven't they? Didn't they play an s- international there? Yeah. yeah, I think so they're all set up and ready to yeah. go. City council is all on board.
1: Up. Yeah, that's the thing. They've got the backing. Yeah, We're going to talk in this section about some other teams that maybe don't But have they the have the
3: done a lot of work to do that. You can't ever take that for granted. Yeah. And it's not just around political stuff. It, well, it is look at
1: White caps and yeah, New West. Ex-
3: absolutely. You can't spring that on a community like that. They've done, you know, people that have been doing some of their engagement work. Yeah. It's been it's a long, important. long process. Yeah. So
1: pleased yeah, for the guys I'm really that's happy for off. them too. It's definitely, I, I've always wanted to go to Halifax. I've never yeah. been. Oh. I want to make a trip and to oh, see a game there would be fantastic. Oh, and then the and music,
3: I, you know, the music venue, like the punk music venues right along, is it Arga? Oh, oh Ar- really? Street. No, it's the, there's one, this I one never place come back. right where the Nova Center, no, you love Halifax.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, well, as I keep saying, I would love to work for the team, so you could touch. You could
2: basically <laughs> see Scotland from Halifax. Yeah. Yeah, with so, my yeah. helicopter and everything. Yeah. Because obviously I think.
3: I'm pleased for them, really happy and excited for them. They're, they're worthy, and they won the Canadian, the Canadian PL scarf championship yes. this year. Yes. Boo.
1: Beat <laughs> TSS. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about some stadium issues. The, we'll talk about some latest murmurs about the BC teams. Victoria are now looking like favourites to land that BC 2019 spot ahead of a Fraser Valley team. There's a lot of murmurs going around. There was some stuff up on the Take the Piss forum. If you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a great forum. First of all, everyone should sign up to that because there's some fantastic banter. <laughs> if you are easily offended, though, probably not. Yeah, definitely not. not.
2: The, well, the Take the Piss part, Yeah, are, I mean, the, the clue is you. in the name. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it's great <laughs> banter. They cover everything from Whitecaps, Canadian national team, international football, VMSL, Fraser Valley League guys are on it. But one of the guys is friends with somebody that's involved with the, the Fraser Valley bid. And he friends. asked, "What? Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe not friends for putting this on a public forum that we're now going to talk about on a radio show. And he was told that they were looking at two sites in Surrey. Cloverdale Fairgrounds and Tom Binney were under consideration. Where's Tom
2: Binney? Where would that be? Well, you stay in Surrey. No, I don't. It? I'm a I'm, 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 transplanted Surrey person. Oh. Yeah. I'm originally from Vancouver.
1: But they, seem, they ran into problems with the city of Refugee. Surrey because I, I think... <laughs> I think the group were looking for the city to pay for the land prep. Right. The city weren't prepared to do that. And to my mind, kind of rightly so. It's like, you want this land, you maybe get everything ready with your own money. Why should the, the taxpayers pay yeah. for that? Which then ties into something else I was told this week, which I'll come to. Mm. There was I, I was told, and we talked about this in the show months ago, that they were talking to both Langley and Surrey kind of playing each other off to see if they could get the best deal. And negotiation, negotiations with Langley were focusing on the, that new 216th Street redevelopment area, where there's the highway and, and stuff like that.
2: Tom Binney is actually, would be in the Wally area. Um, so it would be actually very good. Where's it would, Wally? Wally, right by the Skytrain station. It's yeah. kind of central Surrey, almost like downtown Yeah, that's, Surrey you would talk about. Yeah, Is that not a really bad
1: area? It, it, it they are
2: yeah. it is it it is still a bad area, but no different than what uh, okay. the Pigeon Park is in, in downtown Vancouver. Oh. Um, they are they are redeveloping. And there's a lot of high rises going on in that area, so yeah. it would have been ideal.
1: Well, Langley was also on the table, and then the groups also been looking at temporarily playing in maybe Newton Athletic Park or Exhibition Stadium. Just for, for a season, so they could get things sorted out. But that doesn't, none of this looks like it's coming
2: off right mm. now. I know it's far from me, but I'd vote for an exhibition. I have no problem making the trip for that. So far from Bowen Island. Mm. It's <laughs> right by the water, though. You can just take a boat you and just park, just park it somewhere there. Up the river, put <laughs> out a paddle. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: someone sent me a message this week that what they've been hearing is the Canadian Taxpayers' Federation have not liked trying to leverage the cities this way. And they're going to oppose whatever stadium bid it's going to be. Now, this is all hearsay and stuff. Just now, so we'll, oh. we'll just oh, say oh, the, the Canadian Taxpayer
3: Federation like doesn't that, like something. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not. Oh, I don't want to say I agree with the Canadian Taxpayer Federation on anything, but I don't. I don't no, think I, public public I, money. I, I mean, these are the part of the problem here is that. This is not just any real estate deal. This is the lower mainland. This oh, yeah. is like the, you know, this is a $500 million acre of land that yeah, you're going to- Yeah, exactly.
2: No, the thing is you have to um, understand that there has to be uh, checks and balances with everything yeah. when you're dealing with government stuff. And I think there should be, uh, just like the World Cup wasn't obviously done because of that. The same thing with this. It has to be give and take. And the, 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 the whoever is doing the investing mm-hmm. has to show that there is proper investment and there is a benefit to the city. Mm-hmm. If the city sees a benefit, they'll go for it at that point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll hmm. see. It's it's disappointing. Well, there's also possibly potential issues with Victoria because we talked last week about them looking to, to play out Langford. in Langford, yeah. Westfield Stadium. But there seems to be some issue around pylons that they have to get moved if they can do the work that they want to do. So, Is that the Highlanders' defence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like that today. That <laughs> might move us on very nicely. to that, actually. <laughs> But yeah that's disappointing but you want I'd rather wait and have things done right. Yeah. There is a lot of murmurs going on. Behind the scenes, to stay, and we do don't know how much if it's true, how much fits.
3: Do you think it? would I mean, is it something about like I don't, I don't know. This is complete speculation, but do you think there is something about temporary stadiums? It's temporary use. Like if they were building something permanent, you could build affordable housing into that, or yeah. you could do some neighborhood there's transformation stuff. Teams, teams an entertainment right, right. You could do an entertainment. Could, area yeah, there is a lot. Yes, yeah, but so if you are just popping up some stands yeah, yeah, and putting refi- ten thousand cars area. in a neighborhood, you know yeah. Yeah. that's hard for cities to go. Yeah, we'll get behind that. It yeah. seems like yeah. you are going to be a Long-term tenant. Well,
2: for me, for me, the Wally thing uh really would work well because of the fact that you have the train and they, yeah. the series always been looking to develop that area, and they yeah. want yeah. to. That, that's what they should be. They should make it be a working with the city to yeah.
1: to redevelop a, a poorer area and yeah. make it thriving and bustling. It needs
3: to be bricks and mortar and not aluminum and rivets.
1: Exactly. And I know folk always make a thing about nimby's, and I'm quite bad. I'm not a big nimby fan either, but. If if you've bought a house and it's a nice quiet area, then all of a sudden you're going to have a massive football stadium yeah. oh. and all these people coming and going.
2: I understand yeah. why. People no, but want Wally's never stuff. been a quiet area. No, no, but, <laughs> no, the, but, issue, but the issue the, and the, the world, issue around
3: temporary stuff is that there's no infrastructure to support yeah, that flow. True. It's just yeah. temporary, right? Yeah. I so. think
1: what would help though is if the ownership group came out and said something publicly, yeah. like this is what we're doing, and try and get public support on their side but because no one's actually publicly come out and said who's behind this it's kind of yeah yeah but do it right Mm -hmm. get it right the
2: first time yeah Yeah.
1: someone that is doing things right are tss rovers yeah rovers and what a week if you're a tss rovers fan (laughs) well isn't everyone but i mean what a week (laughs) four points on the road trip to seattle on friday night 2-2 draw Trip to Victoria today, 3 2 win. So they, they get their
2: first driver on the road, get their yeah, first win no, on the road. No, they took mm-hmm. no
1: points away from home last yeah. year. Now they've got four from their first two matches. Fantastic. They have
2: more road
3: points than
1: home points. Yes. That first game was an anomaly. I, I think I so too. That. I think
2: they weren't just ready. They weren't ready Chemistry, for it. Chemistry, yeah. Which is
1: actually what all the players have spoken mm-hmm. to since have said. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, the draw in Seattle. I, I missed both games, sadly. I wanted to go down for the Sounders game. But I had to go to Whitecaps Caps training on Friday as well, and it was mm. going to be too tight. Yeah. If I'd gone, I was going to stay overnight and then come back for the, the, the game on Saturday afternoon. Thank God I didn't. Borderway. Yeah. As I was driving. You'd still be in, there? It was a two hour wait at Peace Arch mm. and a one and a half hour at Aldergrove. Mm. And when I was driving back after the game, it was a three hour wait at Peace Arch.
3: What? Crazy. Well, you would have got a seat in the Sounders.
1: Nah, I could have just go to
3: that. No, but it was a good. It was a good uh, result. I mean, it was a late. It was a clawback. I well, mean, they, it's they a they kind of tie that we love they, as they, Whitecaps they, they, fans.
1: Rovers <laughs> should have been four down in the first yeah. ten minutes, and they were yeah. somehow just one. And somehow then, just
3: one because we have polices. Yeah. Police squad. We're calling them.
1: <laughs> Call the police. Polisie yeah. Then it was 2-0. Mateo. Yeah. Thought all hope was lost, but then Matteo Polizzi. go oh. in the 89th minute. You thought that was a consolation, but going to the ninety
2: fourth minute, <laughs> yeah, the Sounder defender blew it tire. and they had a they had
1: a <laughs> chance to win it after yeah. that as well. Ah, yeah. oh, I was just like so wanting to have been there for that.
3: It's electric. It's absolutely yeah. electric. This team, when they when they get the bit in their teeth, they run. They just absolutely fire on all cylinders. That's a that's a that's a. That's a I'm going to call that like a Rovers. That's a classic Rovers finish now.
2: And now they have a chance to win the wonderful complete Yes. Uh, yes. next Sunday. At yeah, home. Which at will home. be fantastic at because
1: home. I've the four times it's been awarded, I've been at all four games where it's been awarded. Yeah, so have I. So you went in Victoria last year.
2: Oh, last year. I forgot about
1: last <laughs> year. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I've, I've got video of all, all the previous four things. Yeah. So I want to have number five. Mm. So you have to get out to that one yeah. because mm-hmm. today they played Victoria Highlanders. Barnstorming game. 3-2 win. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Three goals in three minutes to end the first half as well. That that was another game I was going to go over to. But because we moved the show up to nine, I was worried I wasn't going yeah, to get back. And they didn't get the ferry in the end until seven because of the traffic. So I wouldn't have made it back. Oh, so man. gutted to have missed. I thought they were going to get their first victory. I that's why I wanted to go to it. I even considered flying over in terms of the price. Right. I thought, it's maybe not worth that. I can watch it on the stream. But... I mean, it's been fantastic. This Friday, they play Calgary Foothills. Yeah, that's going to be a barn burner too. Mm-hmm. Calgary getting ready for the CPL, and they've got a really talented squad.
2: A lot of old and, new faces that yes, we're going to be uh, recognizing.
1: And, and they
3: got killed this weekend late as well. Yeah by Seattle. It's like it's a late goal. It's a late goal league. This one here, entertaining so.
1: games. If you haven't mm-hmm. been out, you have to. Friday's Calgary. Sunday chance to win the Juan de Fuca play mm-hmm. and it's a double header with the women with the women yeah. which you were at the women's match on women's Friday match? which ended up yep. being a friendly yeah. <laughs> because the instability of women's soccer in North America a team from Portland dropped out just weeks before the season had begun after mm-hmm. the schedule had been set after tickets had been sold yeah it's mm-hmm. disappointing
3: very yeah you should re- go read uh ben massey's article on Maple Leaf yeah, forever. It's com. Excellent. it's really good he's i mean he's been he's been devoted to women's soccer for years and years yeah. so he knows what he's talking about but i'll tell you that game against the whitecaps rex was some of the best soccer i've seen in well, the ages been watching the whitecaps. i have yeah and i'm realizing what i'm missing this is why i can sort of like talk about like oh rubble you want answers like go watch your rex play because the the, the football that oh, was on display. He did go and watch display. TSS play yeah. lane. Yeah. The only
1: game he's been to watch they the lost yeah. 4-0. Hmm. <laughs>
3: not,
1: not saying he's a jinx.
3: Well, what the Whitecaps did was they had um they had most of the under seventeen team because they left today for Florida for the World Cup qualifiers, Concacaf World Cup qualifiers. Oh, the, three, the ones yeah. that were in Nicaragua. Ah, was by
1: yeah. That's why Jordan That's so So
3: we loaned Jordan Hightime to the Whitecaps, and she scored a goal, the goal uh-huh. that beat us. So if we hadn't have loaned her, we would have won that game. Yeah. Um, but we played them earlier. Also, yeah, we played I was them.
1: Looking at Tom's photos, and I was like, "That's Jordan." Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan and when she plays for us she can't have a parallel 49 logo on like the way Fonzie can't get sponsored oh. by Bud for the Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they're yeah. underage. he was there too with their little dog. Uh-huh. But they they played uh, 2 weeks ago as well in a close friendly and it was a similar similar soccer from what I understand and a similar kind of uh, result like the highest quality women's football you're going to see outside of the international arena. Yeah, this Rovers team is unbelievable. Julia Grosso, like yeah. her center of gravity, yeah. her balance as a number 10 fabulous stuff
1: yeah, you're talking about <coughs> players that's been capped at senior yeah. level yeah. yeah playing for this Emma progress. Regan
3: Emma Pringle Hattrick Queen yeah, Emma Pringle seems oh. to
1: be a, a yeah. prospect she's never been capped yet for Canada yeah. but Emma, Pr- uh, Emma Regan yep uh is somebody that I was told you've been going on about Heitemann Grosso mm. watch Emma watch Regan. Regan she could be even better than all yeah
3: winger <laughs> stellar
1: But I want to talk a little bit just about your involvement with TSS because you you joined the board this year, the advisory board. So just let let people know what that involves and just kind of what you do with the club and and just why it means so much to you right now. Yeah.
3: Well, I have to say I was like taken by the dream. So when Colin and Willie put out the call for um, improving Canadian football, they put their money where their mouth is. And we chat a lot about, you know, this is not... Our country needs to do more to develop Canadian soccer, but nobody has actually ponied up the cash. And so when Colin yeah. and Willie did it, you know, I've been following them for a while. And I've lost s- money doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had some relationships with, with, I've known about TSS for a little while. I've had some relationships there. One of the players that I got to coach as a kid now is in the Whitecaps Rex, but she played at TSS Rovers too, Molly Corey. And they've had um, a
1: great success rate, especially on the yeah. side, and getting players scholarships. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and which is yeah what they're set up to do, but in, but in terms of like path a pathway to pro for Canadian for Canadian men this it's it's amazing. So when we started it was there was somebody came up with a Twitter handle and I love this story like somebody came up with a Twitter handle for the Swan Guardians and for me that's where I'm going to gravitate to is just the supporter yeah. culture side of it. So uh, you know how can I get involved? Well, buy season ticket and then what's the Swan Guardians thing that shows up in my Twitter feed? So you know it was about I think it was. F- April 1st, actually. So the question was like, is this for real or what is this? And that was like six weeks before the season started last year. So somebody tweeted out, we're going to have a tailgate. And we showed up at the tailgate. There was no specified time. So we all showed, like two of us showed up. Three hours before the match, there were three of us in a pickup truck with no barbecue, and then the Lane United supporters arrived. The oh, Red Aces yes, for the first game last year, bills. Jay Demerit, yeah, they had all of their oak. Uh, I don't know how they uh, get that over
1: the border. They
3: or... <laughs> we don't. Well, they came with imported gifts. Jay Demerit shows up with his beer pong table, and away we go. And and the culture just took off. We've had we had local soccer supporters who found a home there. We had former Southsiders who wanted to be back at Swangard, and the dream is what catches us. I mean, it's just like watching these young guys and young women. Who are securing their place in, the, in for Canada's yeah. future,
1: and with the Canadian PL on the, the yeah. horizon now as well, yeah. they've, they've got something more tangible yeah. now than maybe in the past. Yeah.
3: So I love—I mean, I love these guys. When over the off-season, um, Willie Cromack invited me to be on the advisory board, and and I think their commitment to supporter culture is really uh, a template that uh, the Canadian PL club should be looking at. I think what we're doing at Rovers is is absolutely teachable like it's oh, it, well, for sure. people should oh, yeah. be inquiring well, it's, more it's what i'm like, hoping yeah. the
1: canadian premier going yeah so
3: like, the relationship with supporters is we're on the board we're you know involved in in stuff they don't tell us what to do we can support the way we a, want to a program yeah of
1: charge and it's excellent
3: yeah and if you want to sponsor the program like a yes. hundred bucks gets you a little quarter we need actually sponsors yeah so you know come in and, and, and the
2: thing is i've wanted to I, I haven't had a chance to even come out to tss oh. game because because of essentially kids Friday now Friday nights aren't it's, it's, for it, it, yeah, for me kids like the kids thing, cause, like, I used to go to the residency games all <laughs> yeah, the time yeah. because I loved watching the young like yeah. the development like I remember Bustos his first year and seeing Bustos from 16 right. where well, we've seen they're Tony yelling Gagner at
1: him since he was about 14 yeah. and
2: now he's with the Rovers Yeah. yeah. and, and then, like I remember the first time Marco Bustos was there them yelling at him Marco they, they kept yelling at him Marco Marco and now he's playing in Mexico yeah. and you got yeah. I remember Elijah Atacube, yeah. first game where he punched out somebody or something <laughs> or, or he, he did something like that he got he sent off and now he's playing for the Calgary Foothills right. I so actually saw
1: the under-19s catch under-19s take on New England training on Friday I just saw the first half because I yeah. had to get to the rest of the training I didn't recognize most of the players on the under-19 team it's like Mm. So much change. It was like yeah. kind of crazy.
3: Oh, the Rovers are your future. There's yeah. some legends in the making there, really.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't got out yet, I obviously I know we're biased. We are the TSS Rovers media partner, <coughs> but don't listen to me. Call the game with Gideon at home. Get out to the games. They're really yeah. entertaining. The PDL this season, is, you just don't know what's going to happen yeah. in these games. It, it, it genuinely has been some of the most entertaining matches I've seen.
3: Yeah, and we've had guys, We have had guys at Swangard last year who got drafted in the MLS this year. Yeah. Not not for our teams, but yeah. for teams that have visited. So you're really seeing the future too.
1: Sure. Yeah. And we'll just wrap this section up with a couple of tweets we've got in just about the CPL. Angus Walker, he says, I can't wait to hear Barrett's privateers ringing out from the Halifax terraces.
3: You come to Swangard, we sing it yeah. every night during the first half.
1: And Greg Petrie says... What do we make? There's rumours doing the rounds that Surrey are wanting to carve out their own identity and they've not been on board with the Port City name. Well, the thing is, Port City, as we've always said, is just a holding name. It's not going to be the name for the team. And you could technically use it for a Victoria team as well.
3: But it goes to your point about not being open and transparent yeah. and, and engaging with people. That's, that's the issue.
1: Yeah. yeah. But see what plays out from that. Mm-hmm. But we'll be back with more chat
2: after this. I'm David Edgar, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. I wasn't, I was just chatting to a girl in the hallway there. But yeah, we're back, and it's my favourite time of the show now. I like this part of the show too. And you will really like uh, this week's wait. wavelength song because it is wavelength time and it's a song with Grimsby Town connections. Now if anyone doesn't know <clears throat> explain what your connection with Grimsby Town is. Uh
3: goes back to the Voyager's Cup win when we were tweeting out uh, GTFC as a sh- abbreviated form of get the f*ing cup. And everybody who did that got followed by Grimsby Town Football Club because that's their hashtag. And we won the cup. So that was our talisman. So we created this, ended up creating this relationship. And they uh, they got promoted the next season out of the Vanarama National League on their, third, their sixth time of trying. Um, so six years they were in the National League into League Two. Yeah. And they've just survived relegation after uh, nice. having a horrible season but a last good month, so they've survived relegation. They'll the the first season going up from
1: non-league is your tough one because Wimbledon had that as well. They were played well. But they finished then, mid-table. Yeah, then you kind <clears> of <throat> come round and you get things done. But I remember when Grimsby were in what is the Championship yep. now? Yeah, because my old boss in the bank who worked in in Scotland was from Grimsby and was a Grimsby Town fan. There you go. A guy called Nick. can't remember his last name, but well, it was Nick. You know Nick. And they've got great culture
3: around them. That's what I love about them. Great yes. writing culture, great music culture. Well,
1: and- these combine <clears throat> now for this week's Wavelength song. It's by a guy called Pete Green. Mm. This was his first, this is the b his first solo single. Now, Pete Green was one of the editors and he's still a writer with the Grimsby fanzine Cod Almighty that, that you know very well. and You've had a lot of, have you even written stuff, I think, for uh, Coral Mighty, haven't you?
3: No, we wrote something for the program, for the, oh, for the Boxing was? Day program.
1: Coral Might is <laughs> a long-running football fanzine, so check that out. It's excellent. But this is Pete Green. Let's say it's, it's a B-side from his first single, and it's about a player called Phil Jevons. Mm-hmm. And Phil Jevons was one of those lazy but gifted kind of players. I'm not saying Breck Shea, but it's a guy that you know could play at a higher level. He was with Everton. He made eight appearances for Everton, and then he dropped down to to Grimsby. He was, I think, with Everton for five years. Then he was with Grimsby, scored four goals in a game against Barnsley, Hmm. scored an extra-time last-minute winner to beat Liverpool in the League Cup. So he's kind of got folklore status. But the feeling was always that he could do a little bit more. And that's what this song is about.
6: How can I object to you if you score four times in an afternoon? Well, fill your boots are white, but if you fill your boots like that, we'll forgive that shite. The finishing was really quite sublime. The burnsley fans were leaving at halftime. Scouser's work is never done And when you sign from Everton, well, you've got a gem at Liverpool But got yourself shipped out on land to A lazy saddle just in a base wreck A 35-yard millstone round your neck You and me are just a pair of slackers We're gonna carry on until they sack us Four grand a week with bonuses I would say the onus is on you To justify that salary It took a run in the to make you see Motivated not by gross but fear, scoring goals and saving your career. You shrugged your shoulders as the mariners went down, and then you broke it off to Yeovil Town.
1: Pete Green there with the ballad of Phil Jevons. Mm. I love the lilt of that. It's just, it's a nice song. But if you want to talk about, well, two things from that song. One, the millstone round your neck, scoring a 35-yard, 119th minute minute winner to beat Liverpool. Hmm. I think it was at Anfield as well in the League Cup. Folk expected to do that every week. That's Mm -hmm. what Christian Teixeira's got now. Folk are expecting him... (laughs) To get goals regularly To, to beat Liverpool at
3: Anfield every week From Christian to share That'd be good
1: Yeah hmm. White cats beating Liverpool this, this new league that FIFA want Has, has <laughs> come in already But talking <clears throat> of a guy like Phil Jevons It's like a downward spiral Started off at Everton Went to Grimsby Then to Hull Then to Yeovil Then to Bristol City Then Huddersfield hmm. Bury Morecambe, Non-league with Hyde Now currently non-league Well he's retired now But last club was Non-league with Stockport County <laughs>
3: The Grimsby Town supporters would say the biggest fall was to Hull, across the I, river. Yeah.
1: The song kind of said that. <laughs> Got shipped out to Hull.
3: Across the Humber to Hull, where he went to die.
1: But that was a good song. And check out Cod Almighty online. We really recommend that as well. Yeah. But now, it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com. Your one stop site for news, reviews, links, stories, and a lot more. Make it part of your daily routine, morning and night. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What's been catching your eye on the site this week, Steve?
2: Well, uh, uh, just to give everybody a heads up, a lot of stuff that's going to be on tomorrow's site will be Champions League. Have you, got, did you guys get a chance to watch it at all? Or I know.
3: Yeah, I saw the it. The
2: Champions League? It's I, actually, yeah, final, I yeah. actually watched it. I told, I
3: told my friend Robbie we'd issue a trigger warning if yeah. we were going to talk about the Champions League.
2: Oh, sorry about that. That's well, okay. well, you guys mentioned Liverpool before. Yeah, obviously they lost, um, but, <laughs> but uh, Gareth Bale uh, one, won. So. One, one thing I wanted to mention: the Ramos takedown of Salah. <laughs> what do you guys think? That was on purpose, or yes, of course it was uh, on, on, on purpose, purpose. And, absolutely. And on one purpose. one uh, f- uh, former white cap uh, coach, uh, now coach, uh, agreed, and it was uh, Ka. Kyle said it was a purpose, and it was a great move he, he for a centre-back. Yeah. He, he would <laughs> Jay Demerit yeah. said the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if he's playing for your team, yeah. and you're taking out one of the most dangerous guys in the opposition and yeah. not really being punished for it, that's... You, that look
3: at Jay Demerit. Jay Demerit tweeted about that very unpopular opinion yeah. that, as a defender. It's, it's
1: a crappy thing to say, yeah. but that's football. It's about winning. It's not about
2: being nice. Oh, God, Ramos. And it, and it, um, it, but luckily, Salah will be okay to play in the World Cup. He's not going to be missing oh, I hadn't that. Heard that. That's good. Yeah, it's a shoulder injury, so he'll be able to revive that. I think it was just a pain threshold he wasn't able to take right. on that day. Um, okay, so uh, first couple stories, uh, little follow ups from previous uh, weeks. UA uh, for President Alexander uh, Sefran. Has slammed the FIFA investor deal. That's the one where you guys were talking about how you have that Super League. Yeah. Um, he's basically quoted saying, "Football is not for sale, and we are not the owners of football. We are not allowed to sell it." Now, is he Which saying that? Is he saying that because he believes it, or because he wants to save his own investment? Well, it, in his I think own that, is,
1: that is what fans also want to hear. So he's he got the fa- he's, f- he's got the fans yeah. on his side. He has in the, the fans eventually. on his side, but he's
2: saving his own investment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocco Commisso has extended a deadline, nice guy, for U.S. Soccer to accept his $500 million offer. Uh, to invest money into U.S. soccer. Originally, the uh, deadline was May 24th. He basically wanted to talk to you He makes the,
1: offers, he withdraws. He makes offers, he withdraws. He,
2: wants to, he essentially wants to talk to... Uh, this is the thing about... He wanted to talk to the U.S. president, the new, newly elected one, to kind of break away uh, the favoritism... Trump? No, the U.S. soccer president. Uh, oh. uh, to break away some from their influence on MLS and MLS's influence on U.S. soccer. Hmm. Um, he did mention should, in the article... should shoot. Did yeah. he wants to reboot the comp, uh, the NASL to ten teams in 2019 with former sides uh, and, near Cosmos, Jacksonville Armada, Miami FC, Puerto Rico, and he claims to have commitments Detroit. from Detroit NPSL sides, Hartford, Detroit, and Chattanooga, which is in Tennessee. Yeah. Interesting. because and Detroit want nothing to do with MLS. Yeah, and that, there's three yeah. other teams uh, uh, essentially too uh, somewhere probably that they have looking at as well. So that's interesting to see. Uh, like I, I honestly think that. And, and the, uh, what's his name? Carlos um, Cordero, uh, the new U.S. soccer president, has said he's not talking to him until after the the World Cup bid is decided or whatever. So,
1: Well, that does kind of preoccupy them, right? Yeah, now, so yeah.
2: he'll probably extend this deadline one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some quick hits uh, Russian billionaire Abraham, uh, <laughs> uh basically ran into UK visas, wasn't able to be there yeah. to accept the. Um, I think the Arsenal FA Cup.
1: fans may have been processing the. Yeah. That location? Um, it, it, and our Chevins as well.
2: It, it said it took longer than <laughs> usual, but Britain, England uh, has recently uh, pledged that they're going to be um, taking their time with uh, British, I mean, sorry, Russian billionaires and how they get their visas uh, based on the attacks that happened, the poisoning that yeah. we talked about, the spies, former spy and his daughter. Some trouble, n- not in Greece, but in Poland. <laughs> um, Lech Poznan. First, they're going to be banned from having fans in their first five matches. In the top Polish league and the first three games in the Europa league. So eight matches in total. Essentially, what happened, they threw flares onto the pitch, mm. similar to what the TSS does, obviously. Not okay. the <laughs> what, what, you, whoa, whoa. you guys You guys, do light flares, <laughs> We don't right? throw flares no, onto sorry, the I'm pitch. To, I'm sorry, I meant to say you guys light <laughs> No, flares. but there's been a yeah, couple we, of...
1: The, the yeah. first game when you let the, the
2: Yeah, we had some off. smoke that was... Yeah, it was uh, really yeah. hard to see from the corner. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but but the thing right? is, they, they lit the flares. They threw it on the pitch. But what they did after that was they kind of snuck some people onto the pitch as well. Right. In the pitch invasion, kind of under the dark smoke. So kind of basically shutting the game down. Yeah, I think it, they abandoned the yeah, game. But it doesn't way. matter
3: because the Poznan fans don't watch their matches anyway. Well, there you go. They always turn their backs.
2: In Ukraine, um, from some, uh, uh, <laughs> some match-fixing, essentially, accus- well, accusations or like <clears throat> raids happened, 35 clubs, <laughs> including five from the top uh, f- flight, uh, have been accused. Uh, Shekter Donetsk and Dmytro McKiev are not part of them. Mm-hmm. They basically they claim the operation uncovered five criminal groups inclu- involved in fifty-seven cases of match fixing, involved with uh, I think three hundred people. Um, and it, 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 I think it was they were betting in Asia on games in in Ukraine, and essentially co- it came up to like five million dollars, right? Which I, I guess is not that huge big a deal, but uh, when you come to match fixing, I de- need this is this is like the CSL. Yeah, I, I
1: talked about this on one of the other shows, but last year when we did our TSS YouTube streams, I wasn't watching it during the game, oh. so I didn't see the chat. Mm. But this year you can go back and it replays the yeah, chat the, as you go along. Yeah, as it's, you go along, yeah. yeah. And it's all betting talk. Yeah, I did mention that in the last week's show. Right. But every game, it's all betting talk. So folk are betting on the PDL. Now, I'm not saying there's match fixing going on because I generally mm. don't believe there is at that league that's how easy it would be yeah. in one of these little leagues to get something going yeah.
3: this is how we're trying to keep the club alive
2: yeah. no, it's <laughs> <laughs> no it's how we keep well, AFTN yeah that's it. right betting in the US has become legal everywhere now yeah because <laughs> in the last game I said uh,
1: <laughs> so uh, if you're following the chat um, and you're talking about betting Nick Sulzma get some money in
2: him to score tonight <laughs> scored, oh my so. god <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for my little cut. Yeah, to come you need, need your cut. So, uh, f- next uh, thing, <laughs> former uh, Japanese national team coach uh, Vehad uh, <coughs> Halle Hodzic um, oh, is suing. picked these on purpose. He, he's su- he's basically suing the soccer association for um, his firing because it damaged his honor and reputation. He's asking for a written apology uh, from Japanese President Kozo Tashimi mm. and compensation of one yen, which equals one cent. So, essentially, he wants the he wants a written apology. And he was fired two, uh, April 7th, two months before the World Cup. Um, and he says, th- the association says he was fired because of lack of communication, which is, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking like when you hire a, fo- yeah, you obviously a, got the a foreign letter. coach, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll tell
1: you, all I know was- is when the Japanese women were here, I was at a couple of the train sessions, and most of them spoke no English, and that was run with an iron fist. Yeah. You couldn't go and just grab players to speak to them and
2: stuff. They, mm. it was like
1: they're really they're serious. Micromanage everything,
2: and this is not the average coach too because he did take Algeria to the last sixteen for the twenty fourteen World oh, Cup. Oh, that was a they good lost an extra time to Germany. That was, that was my favorite underdog. Yeah. So uh, and then oh, speaking of Germany, three German organizers of the twenty sorry two thousand six World Cup right. were indicted for tax evasion.
3: But that's just, FIFA enables that, though. Yeah, I don't quite but, understand and, and, how you get indicted for something you've signed away.
2: For sure. And <laughs> the thing is, that this is also being investigated by Swiss prosecutors as part of the whole FIFA investigation that they're doing. And it includes Franz Beckenbauer as well which was surprising. Uh, Germany itself is not uh, getting Franz Beckenbauer involved though, but the Swiss right. people are. Yeah, so Didn't
3: Platini get done for tax evasion? I mean, it was cuz he was he got payments from bladder. I watched that Planet FIFA by the way. Yeah. yeah. So he got done he got payments from bladder, but they were almost like poison pills. Yeah. And the investigations followed. So yeah. you got to wonder.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens from that. Now, an article that's close to your heart. Um, Roy mm, of the Rovers returns like after though. 17 years yeah. with a new look. I don't yeah. like it. Place you don't like the assessment. new
1: look. Don't like the new look. <laughs> they, I I don't like change. Change. He is, is not six, good. He, he died is 16 in a plane years crash. Old.
2: He is 16 years old though. Yeah, but at, at, starting with this new uh, is, this. this is it the same Roy? It is the same Roy. It's apparently. the same
1: Roy, but they've just taken him back. They've reinvented. It's it, kind isn't? of a new universe. Is it imagine? started in the fifties? Yeah, it's yeah.
3: like your Marvel comic. No, no, it's, no,
1: it's essentially it's starting now. now. It's, yeah, okay. yeah, but it's a reboot. Yeah, because the original one started in the late fifties. Because yeah. yeah. I've got the first two Roy well, of the Rovers. It ran from, from 1959 and uh, 1960. Yeah, it ran from
2: ran from 54 to 2001. Off and on here and there. It was in
1: Tiger Comic, and in 1976, it got its own spin off
2: comic. Yeah. yeah. He still will be with Melchester Rovers. Yes. Youth Team. He would to be. be. But he's going to start with the youth team. So it's kind it of his, Be with TSS. Right? He's kind of like yeah, growing exciting. up. He's kind of growing up through the uh system. I just don't
1: like how he looks. He's he's well, too
2: modern. They mentioned needs that a, he will get a haircut eventually he needs, once he starts no, growing up. Okay. too. He needs so a you, mullet, not yeah. a haircut. Yeah. He needs to grow it out. And, no, and, and they said that that's going to happen as he grows. They say readers, <laughs> long-term readers, need to realize this is his start. He's oh. going to grow and change as he goes along. I was outraged. <laughs> I'll tell you,
3: you know what? When the when the TSS Rovers, are, our program's called Joy of the Rovers, yes. and I thought it was a pun. And somebody pointed out, oh, I see what you did there. And then Colin said, what do we do? It's like, oh, you hey, didn't. That even, wasn't, no, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that was intentional. Deliberate. It was brilliant. Yeah. Well, it anyway. It makes
1: no
2: sense any other way. I know.
3: <laughs> I know. It's like it's in the back of my mind. Something sounds totally right about this. Joy of the Rovers.
2: Uh, U.S. Soccer. Um, Place for the women's side. <laughs> U- news. Ian Joy has come out of retirement. too. yeah. News from the U.S. Soccer, uh, Nashville, uh, the MLS expansion team, is uh, snared an ex-Liverpool CEO, Ian Eyre. Uh, to be in charge of their thing but uh, got
1: rid of David Edgar cause so screw them yeah. that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he spent six years with the club as managing director and spent six years with Liverpool yeah. it's similar to what uh, Atlanta did with the former Tottenham uh, <coughs> Yeah, very we, good we at did at that with a former Tottenham guy too <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah didn't work out too well <laughs>
1: he's done well at Brighton
2: Actually, I think he would have worked out if he if they had kept him <laughs> instead of some other people
1: <laughs> but but he, he came <laughs> here with a European mentality and yeah. no one
2: else was on board with that so it exactly. was
1: never going to work you're just
2: going to butt heads yeah we
3: need a Uruguayan mentality.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a long article by the Guardian about U.S. Open Cup, which is uh, I think yeah, I read this. Um, it's about how the how the expense for lower oh, yeah. league teams, are basically, uh, you know, making it difficult for them to play. And they mentioned Minneapolis City SC of the NPSL. Mm-hmm. They had to spend about twenty five thousand for over three rounds, yeah. including a, a tr- the last one, which was a loss to Rochester, which was cost them fifteen thousand. Because um, there's amateur teams in this as well. They, they're basically donation. Yeah. They, they got $12,000 worth of donations for that last game and still had to spend 3000 yeah. more. There's
3: something wrong with the model because the FA Cup, it's a moneymaker for for little yeah. clubs, right? When they come and they get a, exactly. they get a draw yes. and they actually, you, you you play for that incentive. There's something wrong with that model but there. I don't know. just
1: don't care the same way about cup football here because it's a bit alien yeah. to them. It's I mean,
3: to be fair too, the travel costs are exorbitant yeah. when you're talking about North America travel. Th- but
1: th- it's regionalized at it least. Is. It yeah. is. Which I, I hate as well because I'd love to uh, see FC Cincinnati see come and open. play in Seattle sure. or, or Portland yeah. but actually talking to FC Cincinnati they're having a big, yeah, big announcement they, they were drawn <laughs> well and they, we have, yeah. they were drawn away to Minnesota United in the next round but Minnesota United hadn't put in to host a game in this round. Oh. So it's now oh. been switched to, to FC Cincinnati. Oh good. oh, good for them. Good. It's just bizarre, though. No, so, But
2: uh, considering this article, they <laughs> are, US Soccer is looking to uh, make it easier for these uh, yeah. uh, lower teams. To, the, to. the new president has yeah. mentioned that he, he will make it easier. Um, we're talking about FC Cincinnati. They have a big announcement coming yes, on May 29th. Do. Uh, Don Garber will be there. So I'm wondering what that will be they're probably going to the NASL That he's looks like. Yeah, he's John moving Durban. them to Austin maybe yeah.
1: is he moving them to Austin <gasps> oh that, that yeah let's be... start that rumor <laughs> here comes Anthony Precourt's music yeah
2: <laughs> Chris is waving save the crew with uh, scarf yeah. yeah but yeah so what do you guys thoughts on that? that do you think it's gonna obviously it's gonna I, happen yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah you already sent your congratulations to Alan Clarkson. you know I'm speaking yeah, to Alan this week so we'll have him on next week's show so
3: you know if you want to go back a week and read some Venom uh, look at the tweets that go between the Detroit City supporters and the Cincinnati supporters uh, coming up to their Open Cup game. It
1: wasn't a friendly match. No.
3: It wasn't friendly on or off the pitch. No. I mean, it was, yeah, the banter was
1: intense. Part of it was because they banned a lot of their flares and pyrotechnics, but that was because that was the stadium policy. They didn't, they didn't give
3: they them an away allocation. So they played in a smaller stadium not yeah. the one where they fill with 30,000 people and yeah. a lot of Detroit city fans had to watch from the adjacent car park which you could do for free. Yeah. So they were doing that as well but it was uh, they have no love for Cincinnati and they hope to see them no. in the MLS so they never have to play them again. Now quick
1: thi- quick thing for you <laughs> on they the can next- Still get them in the US Open Cup though.
3: Wow.
2: Well. Quick thing for you for this another story that yeah. kind concerns don't, don't you. Like this don't like this either. San Francisco 49ers, your American football team, yep. yeah. is investing in Leeds. Who
1: I hate. <laughs> for no reason. I think I've discussed this on the show before. I hate Leeds.
2: Yeah. And I don't know why. I just hate them. They're classified in this article as the sleeping giant of English football. Well, they are, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: they're a sleeping giant because they They're overspend. passed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, yes. It's because they've been done by Millwall supporters. Yeah. That's why they overspend <laughs> and pass out. But I, I hate Leeds, dirty Leeds. I, I still, I think it's in the back of my head. It goes back to the 1974 Charity Shield game, yeah. which I've now referenced st- too right. many times. Right? Yeah, I mentioned it on the TSS broadcast <laughs> at the last home. Game. I don't know why. It really gets in your yeah, craw. 1974 Charity Shield, wow. Liverpool and Leeds United. If you haven't seen it, check it on YouTube. There's a fight with Kevin Keegan. Right. There's just, they're just, they, in the, middle, the game's going on around them, and there's two players punching him. They, like they knocked him all the way pitch. to Germany after that. I yeah. think
3: he, you know, this is, uh, I think they've probably got to deal with Leeds so that they can get some of their supporters to play in the defensive line for
2: 40 mm. no, dollars. <laughs> Okay, so some Canadian news. Uh, streaming service DAZN. the zone the zone
1: You're in Dazone,
2: Steve. Um, is getting... So if you want to watch uh, Champions League next year, you, if you have this service, you can watch it on here. They're essentially getting 138 Champions League matches in, in addition to 205 Europa League yep. matches. So another thing that if you're looking to get this, you'll get, get more services <clears> with this. And <clears throat> at, at this point, the prices aren't going up. They're staying the same. I have
3: been dying for a pay... Pay my money to a uh, legal streaming service yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. TSN has absolutely refused, and Dazone has showed up, and yeah. they yep. just got the Test Cricket now, which we were talking about before, and I love that. But their uh, offerings are expanding really quickly. I don't want to be a, like a, a shill for Dazone, but they're doing everything right. And yeah. it's a I, good sc-
1: I watched the German Masters darts this <laughs> afternoon.
3: Oh, the, I've been watching. I'm going to do an article for you, and I'm going to bury darts nick- nicknames in it.
1: Bury like, them.
5: Yeah, like, like oh, you'll know, will like, know.
3: Like between, oh, the white caps were in in the white, were were white no, caps no. were snake bitten no, 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 by a Scottish oh, okay. expert. No, no, he's not going to bury them. Yeah. He's going like, to yeah. put them yeah. in okay. between their lines. Yeah, the you, you, it, it darts, the darts Speaking fans of. will be. I, yeah, I started
2: watching the Premier League darts all of a sudden, and I'm like, well, oh. I mean, <laughs> we can do the AFT darts. We'll do a darts show. do no. I I I put this is a Liga MX article, but I kind of put in the Canadian point because I wanted to see how you guys thought about it concerning CPL. Um, Liga MX is mandating minutes for young Mexicans. Oh, yeah. um, from yes. 2005 to 2011, they had mandated that clubs give at least a thousand minutes of action to players under 20, 21 years, essentially 20 years, 11 months. Mm. Now they're bringing this back because they feel like a lot of these um, high-end business people are bringing in international players and it's taking up a lot of these minutes. So for next year in the Apertura, they're going to be um, each club has to give at least 765 minutes of playing time for people, uh, players born 97 or later. Mm. For the Clausura in 2019, it's a thousand minutes for players born in 98 or long or, or younger. Mm. And then in the next Copa MX, the clubs have to must give a, uh, players born in 98 or later 180 minutes right. a game. So that's two basically full starting starting things. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? Do you think this is a mm-hmm. good thing? Obviously, they mentioned that MLS has kind of looked into this, but they aren't going mm-hmm. for it. Do you think this is a good thing for CPL to do in order to kind of get these younger players and not keep them rooted to the bench and get them into the lineup?
1: We we tried it in Scotland, and to be honest, it it took the, the standard of play down. Okay. And then they lost a TV deal because folk weren't wanting to watch the games. I... I now, see why you would do it. Now, these guys. In, but in when the, you're first launching a league as well, you, you have to get people thinking it's a quality league. Yeah. And if you're mandating Canadians, I don't think folk will be as into it.
2: Yeah, but the thing is with this, the, well, maybe it's something eventually that comes. Oh, but,
1: I, I would think it will. And but, I think they probably but, will have some kind of mandate for roster. Things, but, but in
2: this article, they mentioned that this helped guys like Chicharito, and there was a couple other players that they said that it oh. really oh. helped I mean, right. develop them. It, it basically gave really the like to that. Like yeah. Chicharito got help because of a quota. Well, I think I think it kind of put them because a lot of a lot of coaches are scared to play young players because they feel they're going to m- make mistakes. <laughs> well, so, that's, the, that's the point. I think what you're trying to do is,
3: I'm not sure if it's the right way to create a development mindset or to create a development. Uh, path forward i mean it's you know take it back to rovers for example one of the reasons why i think some of us are really in love with rovers is we, we made the choice to play canadians we've made the choice to play canadian players right yeah
1: it's hasn't been mandated of it, mm. and like you know the guys and you can chat yeah. to them and when one of them makes it yeah you're going to feel good like Connor yeah. mcmillan's over in sweden just now really pleased for him yeah and when some of these guys Andrew Hicks is definitely going to end up in, in the Canadian Premier League. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> Might even bring him into the White Caps for some mm. of his stopping off late. Mm. But when these guys, when we're seeing them next year in the Canadian Premier League, it's going to feel part of you. You're mm-hmm. going to feel proud.
3: Yeah, you're going to need to own part of that. I think I, we do have it in the Voyagers Cup. Yeah. mandate Mandated minutes. International Championship, which Rovers isn't allowed to play in yet.
2: So um, a, couple of, a couple of things for uh, World Cup 2026. Uh, last thing we're going to talk about here. Um, the FIFA Congress is going to debate about the 48-team 2022 World Cup. Mm -hmm. Now, what's mentioned in this article, and this is what I want to ask you how feasible this is, they they say if, if it gets passed and Qatar says, no, we're not doing this, they can strip the World Cup from them. And the, what the person Ooh. is mentioning in this is that <laughs> now I'm the, the U.S., <laughs> because they're basically ready to go, Yeah, they got their stadiums almost all re- done up. There's going to be oh, very oh, little infrastructure oh, oh. That, that they could be pushed into 2022, Morocco gets open started. up in 2026 for somebody else. Maybe not Morocco, oh, maybe, would, maybe a China bid comes in at that point. Why but because but, they can't handle it, because they're already a, investing twenty billion yeah. into it. Apparently, this is
3: a, this is one of Steve's. Would you rather? Would, nope. you, ra- would you rather have the World Cup in Qatar? Or would you rather have forty eight teams in a World Cup?
2: Yeah, no. Well, it's not. <laughs> we would you rather? Because I'm getting it from. The, it's not Mary mine. Snow- right, but no, me. but I mean, yeah. it's in the Snow kill. Is
1: yeah. that it is? Who? Maybe maybe you didn't get that right. I don't think you marry Snow or kill. It's something like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, the I, extreme version. That seems, version. Yeah, that yeah. seems very yeah. drastic. <laughs> I, I think I'm mixing two we'll, of those up. We'll play that
3: on the way home. Maybe. Uh, that's that's interesting. I mean, it, it would be. I I don't know. I mean, there's so much wrong with the Qatar thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, d- we're all going to be I, pulling I, a John Oliver. You know, in four I years. I
1: don't think I would ever say this, but I would feel sorry for Qatar <laughs> oh, if they lost it because they changed the goalposts <laughs> I, at the last minute. No, you would. <laughs> I would because well, that's they, exactly they how they got it, in. though. Yeah, but they've, <laughs> they've now invested all this. Yes, I, you know, I feel
2: sorry for all the people that the died. died.
3: They died for yes. nothing at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The uh, the human toll that this tournament is taking is unseemly. Yeah, that
1: maybe didn't paint me in the best light. That that, that was my biggest worry was for Qatar, Um, There, That's not going to be the opening of... (laughs) violin
3: music is...
1: (laughs)
2: Morocco is challenging uh, the US 2026 World Cup bid after an escalating FIFA complaint. Basically, what they're complaining about is the four... We talked about last week, the four... uh, uh, No, the uh, the four territories. The U.S., like this Puerto Rico, U.S. Samoa, right. Virgin Islands, that they, they shouldn't be allowed to vote. That's what Morocco is saying. Yeah. They say, FIFA has said that they will deal with it at Moscow that's when they'll oh, talk about it a place to deal if with they're it at the vote to play and fifa competitions they should be allowed to vote. And and the thing is uh, what was mentioned <laughs> in the article i think it Crimea was it was, it was uh, an english article <laughs> that uh when england is up for vote scotland's allowed to vote wales is allowed yeah. to vote oh. and there's a like eight territories that england has but and they are allowed let, to vote let yeah. So it like Cascadia have a vote. Yeah.
1: Oh, Let the Kanifa nice. World Cup. That's Kinefa. the
3: one we should be. Could we uh, be the official media partner of the Canifa World they, Cup?
1: They've got Prost America being the oh, they, Cascadia one. Oh, another Prost.
2: They jumped in another Prost. Yeah, Canadian.
1: <laughs> well, we're not <laughs> in it. It's Cascadia. So oh, would you sorry. say
2: that Prost date the rights for that? Oh. Thank you. Last one. Uh, we have a vote <laughs> uh, from Africa. Liberia. Liberia. Uh, we. No, no, Canada. United oh, Bid. Oh. I thought you meant
3: EFTA. Yeah, we're going to
2: get the rights. Oh, well. Liberia president, uh, the, oh, sorry, the association president, Musa uh, Balidi, said the decision has come after talks with president and former World Football Player of the Year, George oh, Way. yeah. Um and the government of Liberia, they're basically saying that it's going to be an advantage for all the Liberians that are pl- uh, living in the United States. <laughs> you know,
1: I really thought you said librarians.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> almost said <laughs> it. Very I very actually almost said World it when I was when I a lot of bookings at that World Cup. When I was when I was preparing for this, <laughs> I was actually ca- I made sure I tried not to say Liberian. <laughs> well uh, but but Liberi- Oh, now you got me. The Liberians. It. Okay, so there Conan. Are, there are a lot of them in the U.S. So yeah. um, they think that this is an advantage for them to be able to go to the games, and they also highlighted the commercial value, which is the the uh, profit that they make oh, from yeah,
1: everyone, this. Everyone, that's all anyone cares about.
2: And remember, this guy uh, Bellidi is a member of the Confederation of American Football's executive committee, so that's a Conf- huge. Like the CAFs, the, the Africa's... Oh, oh uh, African, Africa. Yeah, so he's yeah. Africa's uh, yeah. b- part of their executive committee. Right. So that's a high position that you are now switching over to a non-African team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a bid, sorry. Mm. So it's interesting to see. Like it's They, they say it's going to be very close.
1: The Trump Hotel that gets built in July. <sighs>
3: in Liberia. Yeah.
1: so yeah, uh. some interesting stuff this week? Well, before we close the show out, somehow we've got to half 11 again from a nine o'clock start. I don't know how this happens.
2: I think tweets. we're just too easy. Like we're we're comfortable <laughs> at nine o'clock. When it's <laughs> eleven o'clock, we want to get home right away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta get a flight. This. I gotta get a flight
1: at I he's, seven. In the he's
2: getting up seven o'clock. I gotta flight.
3: get up at four o'clock in the morning to get a flight.
2: We've still got the
1: darts and the wrestling show <clears> to <throat> come. Mm. Anyway, some tweets to round this off. Angus Walker says, "I'd be happy if we make an average of two points per game. We'd be contenders." Making the playoffs isn't good enough. Making it with a chance of progressing is what we want. This is obviously Whitecaps we're talking mm. about. Currently, nobody expects we'll get past the first or second game if we make the playoffs. Mm. We'll get past the first game in a two-leg two,
3: two leg series.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a- Angus Walker also said it was him that said, I see what you did there with the, the Joy of the Rovers program. Yeah. Um, Terry Hall from Fun Boy 3 was booed off the stage when he played in the Leeds. That's terrible. Oh. He went on the stage and said, thanks for Cantona. Oh,
3: Oh, that's a good dig.
1: Yeah, that's all you need to do as a gig in Leeds. Terry Hall's a legend. (laughs) Don't think he's got any football songs. Um, Got a a private message from someone, so I won't say who it was, that said some of the information which was on the Take the Piss forum about the stadium issues in the Fraser Valley, it's not entirely correct. Really? On the Take the Piss forum? Yeah. Oh, just Again, of, just some of it.
2: Take it with a grain of salt, and, or know, take it with a grain not of piss. All
3: the information you have to go over to the acquire the urine form for yeah. the accurate. Uh-
1: <laughs> also, we got a message from someone saying that back in the day when Sacramento wanted to get into MLS initially, the 49ers were one of their backers. Yeah,
2: hmm. who are these sources of yours? Tell us. Wow. <laughs> no, I. <I'm- laughs>
1: <laughs> I just show them the phone.
2: <laughs> Anyway,
1: that is it for this week's episode of the AFTN Soccer Show. Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online.
2: You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat, and I'm Chris Corgan.
3: You can find me at Sailor C86, and you find me in Columbus next weekend, where I'm going to be watching the Crew versus TFC.
2: And you can do the supporters group. Twitter handle too
3: if you want uh, exactly. Swan, Gar- says it. Swan Guardians yeah yeah. and part of a movement called the Swan Guardians and
1: the Pigeon Casuals yeah. actually in oh, Southside yes of course yeah. can, can we forget the Pigeons <laughs> I'm Michael McCall you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada give us a follow on Instagram at AFTN Soccer if you've liked this show leave us a nice review on iTunes you can read all our stuff on Away From The Numbers AFTN.ca Get along to TSS Rovers on Friday and Saturday, but if you can't make it along, listen to myself and Gideon calling the matches on YouTube. And watch for Gideon, Nick and Joel with a preview podcast on Thursday. Pre- maybe Wednesday night we'll see how it goes, previewing the Colorado match. But until next time, thanks for listening. Take care and more on the Caps!